Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my sidekick, Samir, rocking the beautiful mustache this morning, this afternoon, this evening, actually. Um, Also, Big J.D. Davis, the rookie in the house, going full house state gear. I just, it's just ugly looking. You guys are still, you guys are still ranked in the top 10. It's all matters. Um, That's right. Akron uh, wanted nothing to do with us this week. Big show this week. Big show. Um, not only do we have one sentence game, we got a bunch of NFL news. We also had a guest this week, guys. Frank Michael Ooh. Smith stops by. Ooh-hoo-hoo. I had a chance to chat with him. Oh, baby. He was a good time. Good time chatting with him. And honestly, he was a big, it was good talking to a little Pittsburgh sportsman. Yeah, JD, Pittsburgh guy. I knew he was from Pittsburgh after watching his videos. Um, and one of his videos, I think he said he had family from Cleveland, so I didn't yeah, know yeah, where he was talking about on that. that. We actually but, talked uh, about that a little bit, actually. But yeah, no, yeah. it was a really good uh, re- return to the, uh, the Sunday special, <laughs> jokingly. Uh, that's what we used to call my interviews. This one's a little short, it's only 45 minutes. Frank will be coming back again, hopefully for a live stream. It'd be lit. Um, but guys, uh, we'll start off with the news from yesterday. This one kicked off. This one got me so excited because I, I always end up rooting for this guy. And every year he just makes me like hate myself. Uh, because I, I always fall for his trap. But once again, guys, signing with the Kansas City Chiefs is <laughs> Flash Gordon is back in the NFL. Oh my god, I'm so I, I'm a big for Josh now. Gordon. I'm a big Josh Gordon guy. I feel so bad. I, listen, like the dude's story is ridiculous. G, G, did you ever hear how much he used to make a month at Baylor selling selling drugs? Yeah, he said he's, and he also said he's never played a game sober until like his like fifth year in the league or something. That's just insane. That's the scariest part because like that just shows how much a freak he is. Right. He was drunk or high, usually both during every college football game. Uh, He was the, uh, I think he might have the NFL record for like most 200 yard games in a row or something still. That one year he went off with the Browns, it was like three. Um, yeah, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I just, it's like anything. I, I, you fool me once, fool me twice, whatever. Uh, he has hurt me too many times with the Browns. Okay. He's back in the league for now. Right. You know, we'll do this again in a year or two. Samir? Yeah, I mean, I always like the guy. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's not like he's going to be a big target and, like, have another huge year. It's just fun to see him in the league. He might, especially with Mahomes, it's like, it's just fun. It's like action figures. Oh, put put Josh Gordon with Mahomes, see what's going to happen. Who knows? Any amount of things can happen. That's the exciting part. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's very much Antonio Brown going to the uh, Buccaneers last year. It was pretty good for them so far. 
It has. I also think Antonio Brown, I believe, is he younger? Either way, he was always better. Um, and Antonio Brown, when he left the league, was like mental shit. He could always play. Um, but, you know. May, we'll may see. I speak my piece? Yes. Yeah, well, can I be honest? Can I also say. Copyright music. Hold on, Samir. Oh, okay. um, I am a firm believer in Josh Gordon, Flash Gordon. I, <laughs> you know what? I'm a big fan of second chances or in his chase, fifth, eighth chances. Um, I saw the Chiefs lose to the Chargers this week. <clears throat> this week, by the way, I called it. That's an upset pick. Um, but the biggest thing to me was that they were throwing when they couldn't get the ball to Tyreek or they couldn't get the ball to Kelsey. They're going to guys like Byron Pringle, and they need a big receiver. And as much as Gordon's known for smoking guys over the top, that's a double. That's, that's a I was double meaning. Say, not just smoking guys. But. That's that. Yeah, I was. A, I was. A, I was a double meaning there, fellas. But um, he um, don't mean. Also, he dude like the guy is six three and he knows how to play the ball high. Once again, I'm on. A, I'm on a roll here, kids. Um, <laughs> but uh, honestly, like I think Gordon's going to be a big, uh, big piece for them going forward. He's going to be underratedly good for them. I think very similar to um, AB with Tampa Bay, where he's going to fit the system perfectly. Because I honestly think. He like AB because they needed a slot guy and, and uh, like a speedy slot guy. Because all I have was really Scotty Miller underneath, besides Godwin and uh, Evans. I think Gordon kind of fits the bill when they need a receiver they can go to on third down who's going to come down with the ball. Yeah, it'll probably take him a while to actually like oh, this use is gonna him be and like, get eight, into it. This is like a, I was going to say, this is like a uh, similar to AB. You might see him make a big play in the playoffs. And if he makes one play in the playoffs that's big for them, worth it. This you definitely know, helps. I think this it. definitely helps uh, Kansas City, though. All right, uh, other news. Also, do you think – how much was Andy Reid involved because he's been in the hospital and stuff? Like, do you think he had a big say in this or they've been eyeing this up for, like – obviously, he would have had to sign off on it. Well, the but. story broke, what, last Friday they were talking about this? So Oh, were they? I missed that then. Yeah, they I were talking about – no, he got reinstated, like, last Thursday or Friday, I believe. Oh, yeah, so. right, right. But I didn't know the Chiefs Yeah, so, like, the Chiefs were already one of the front runners along with Baltimore, Seattle, and um, – God, Baltimore needs them. To Balt – I know, like – Hollywood they, Brown can't catch. Rashad no. Bateman's practicing this week. Woo! Bateman's so practicing. Might be- I'm a big Rashad Bateman guy. You guys know that. But, um, yeah, I, um, I think it's going to work out. Uh, other news, though. Another Wait, can I say one more thing? I, 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 I back in the day, uh, I used to do School of Rock, and I did School of Rock like all my whole life. So like I do, I do music. I don't know if I told you. I mean, you guys might know that, but uh, what is I did once School of Rock? School of Rock is like a thing. I don't know, Jared, if you know it. It's like a, they're like it's like music schools, but it's all rock. Like so, I play guitar and I sing, and then you do like a bunch of shows. They're like rock musicians and yada yada yada. Okay. You're in a band, kind of stuff like that. And one time we did Flash Gordon; it was hilarious. That movie so that was cool. I would so love bad. to see that. I watched that. Movie yeah, it was awesome. Movie. I was in like seventh grade. I watched the movie when I was like seven years old. I was like, "What in the sweet hell is this?" He goes, "My dad goes, this is Flash Gordon." And I'm like, "This is so bad, but I love it." He goes, "Exactly." The, the only thing I know about the cartoon, or like my introduction to Flash Gordon, was the Ted movies. I didn't really yeah, know yeah. what it was before then. Ah, oh, God, it's just good great movie. movies, by the way. I used to wake up to that song as my alarm. Ha, I like that. It's a good way to start your day. I I have a couple. My 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 favorite one probably is still uh, "Good Morning" by Kanye West. That's great. Or uh, a surprising one, "Carry On My Wayward Son" by Kansas. 
Hmm. That's my 4 a.m. alarm. I got to go do a, a, a long drive to a job or something like that. Fair enough. That's like a good it. one. I like it. All right. Um. Also, I'll ask a quick question before we move on to other signings. Are you guys more of the shock, quick, ba- like loud um, with your alarms? Are you uh, good for a slow intro? You're like, you have your alarm. I need it to be loud just to wake me yeah, up. Yeah, it's more of a shock. I'm a, what am I? I'm the dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I think mine's just the Apple. I think same thing. Whatever your go to, the I don't. I hate the like. I don't. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. That was mine for so long, and then I need it to be loud, like music. Sometimes, and I follow fall asleep like podcasts and stuff. So my body's not really trained to like wake up to like music. Like I kind of need like a sound. See, I can fall asleep like. I, besides TV, I honestly like peace and quiet while I'm sleeping, or at least like white noise. But um, I'm an unhealthy sleeper. I fall asleep. I I, um, I had to fix my sleep. I just no with this new job, I had to fix my sleep my sleep my sleep problems. That's true. Hopefully, it worked. I mean, here. I'm doing okay. Honestly, there was yeah. one week where I got no sleep, but um, like my biggest thing is I think it was a roommate or an ex girlfriend. One of them yelled at me for my alarm, and I'm like, oh, okay, well. I, it was somebody in college yelled at me for my alarm, and they're like, "Dude, that's ridiculous." I'm like, "Okay, I might do music or something." I'm like, oh, I can do music, and I'm like, yeah, you fucking idiot. So, there was girls hearing your alarm. Nice. <laughs> oh, congrats, dude! Oh, dude. Yeah. Wait, what were you doing? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! How did you? From like the other room or the couch or? Yeah, you're, not, we, you're we... not married. I'm confused. All right, moving on, fellas. All right. All right. Um. <laughs> Richard Sherman, uh, meet with the Bucks today. Uh, reportedly, like it went good. So Ooh. Sherman, the Bucks to help. Speaking of, speaking of premarital sex, <laughs> let's Jesus. talk about Richard Sherman. No, dude, Richard Sherman's still good. I think they they have corner problems, so this would be huge for them. Um, and he's a gamer. Uh, I would like Richard. Richard Sherman's one of those guys. I can't believe he didn't find his way on a team before the season started. I think everyone was really scared about the domestic disputes. Right, but it sounded pretty, like, from the stories, it, I, I don't know. I, I You had heard multiple It things, sounded very it, blown out of proportion. Right, right. It didn't sound like, like, it wasn't like, he didn't, like, hit anybody or do anything like that. Um, he was trying to at least break that down, I know of. Break down his father-in-law's door, which, I mean. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure people want to do that. Uh, but either way, yeah, no, this is, this would be big for the Bucks. I actually really like this for the Bucks. Um as someone who doesn't want to see the Bucks win again, I, I don't hate the Bucks, but uh, yeah, this makes say, them better. I'd rather see the Bucks win again than the Chiefs. Fair, yeah, no, me too. It's I don't dislike the Bucks. It's not even Andy Reid. It's just I just I get sick of seeing Mahomes. I am sorry. I've had Mahomes, I have Mahomes fatigue. I used to like you know appreciate the Chiefs um, after last year's playoff game. I'm like screw them. Yeah, I, no, I felt cheated. I and, love Travis Kelsey, but like the rest of that team is like. I like Pat Mahomes too. Um, Tyreek Hill's a piece of shit human being, so I, I don't like watching. I'm a big him honey badger. Yeah, I'm a big honey badger guy. Yeah, honey badger's dope. I was I was hyped to see him get a chip. But either way, uh, back to yeah, I think Sherman is is a great ad because their corners are struggling. Dude, they got burned. They've yeah. been they've gotten burned every single game they played, pretty much. Right, like, they're right. in shootouts. Like it's it's so funny. If, like. I don't feel as scared to play the Bucks anymore because, yeah, they can get after you, but if you get the ball in space, you get yards. Well, and here's the thing, right? Um, they play Dallas in the Rams. You could sit there and be like, oh, well, that, like, two of the better 
you know, offensive weapons in the league, good quarterbacks. Yeah, but both and but you, at the same time, do you want to win a Super Bowl? You're going to have to beat those teams. Right. And, but, and here's why I like Jared NFC pick of the Packers just a little bit more. I think too, if you – we, we double yeah. up on the Packers. If you rerun that NFC Championship game with the team they have now, with the secondary the Bucks have now, I really don't know because – Oh, no, Packers it, win. Packers win. Yeah, Packers, I think, win that game. Especially the Packers – and we'll talk about this later, but I think the Packers, everyone panning that for the Saints game, and we'll get into it later. But A lot of week one I think they're just – yeah, I think they're just as good as last year, if not better. I think I mean, the, the Steelers beat are... the Bills. I mean, there's a lot of week one reactions. My Eagles look like they had a functional offense. <laughs> that, listen, right. I'll talk about it in last We're excited call, but... for your run-on sentence, Jared. Oh, no, I'm only going to do two sentences. <laughs> last, last call, I'll actually be. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. It better be rhyming. You better rhyme. Yeah. No, no, what, we're, doing, we're doing uh, haiku. Every game haiku, right? Shut I prepared haikus. Up. All right. Moving on. Oh, yeah, Marlon Mack also demanded a trade. Where do you guys think he's going to go? I don't know. <laughs> I heard Phil. I heard oh, Kevin, guys, imagine Kevin, him on the Bills. Kevin, you know, I want him to go to the Bills, and Zach I also good this week for the Bills. Yeah, but like you get yeah, Zach Moss and him together, that, because Marlon Mack can just Marlon Mack can eat carries. Here's the thing, though, is like, do, does another average running back in that? He's above that, dude. He was a thousand yard. I don't think he's now. average. Yeah, he's I, above yeah, average. Yeah, Marlon Mack only got less carries last year because they p- drafted a, a Pro Bowl level running back. Uh, he's been bad too. He That's hasn't been the good. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. But the I guess Marlon really Mack had one year, and I'm not like sold on Marlon Mack. I might have been more sold on like what the Colts were doing last year, running the ball, because Jonathan Taylor's looked bad. And Marlon Mack played one game and tore his ACL. Or is it two years ago? He had a good year. He had mm-hmm. 2018, 2019. Okay. He had good years. He I, had I remember a good year. Either way, I'm not sold on him. And I like. I don't know. I don't know if he adds a ton to a roster unless they really need running back help, but we'll see. I love him. I'm a believer in Marlon Mack. I love Mac to Mac to Buffalo. I heard Mac to Philadelphia today and before Kevin comes out of nowhere and starts screaming at me. Um I don't think the Eagles do that. They ran the ball three times or four times last night. The Ravens could use him. Raven oh yeah. Well, I mean, then again, does he want to tear his other ACL? Like I swear, right, right. I, I'm not. Yeah, I would never run on that practice field. Mm-mm. Hell no. <laughs> I would fake injuries all week and then show up get, right, right. ready to go for the game. I want it in my contract. I pull TJ Watt and do nothing but individual drills. They must be practicing on MetLife. Was it a no, MetLife that freaking ruined everyone's knees that one year? Speaking of bad, bad, bad uh, breaks for injuries, bad knees. Uh, Blake Martinez out for the season twenty ACL. Isaac Samalu out the season with multiple broken bones in his foot. Um, and Christian McCaffrey out multiple weeks with a hamstring strain. Again. They're trying to say two weeks. It's but now not. It's, just it's like it's three a slippery slope. You're right. Listen, exactly. Yo, Chubba Hubbard works in that system. He runs hard and he gets downhill. He was warming up towards the end of last last week's game. The I problem is, is also like the Texans had some gas in the tank. Like, I don't think the Texans are as bad as we thought they were. But mm. losing, Tyrod, oh, of course, not as bad as we thought. Yeah, but, but like losing Tyrod Taylor definitely hurt them. But like Davis Mills, yeah, old long neck himself. Like with Tyrod, they could have won six or seven games. Yo, like da- after yo two weeks. okay, so I'm gonna say they this were giving right Browns now. everything they wanted. I'm gonna say this right now. Too. I think Davis Mills is the starting quarterback for the next three, four years after like this uh, year. No. I, no, I listen. If I'm evaluating a quarterback, I'm gonna go with shots of this. No, listen. If you can make 
the full, if you have three, it's like it's a it's like a pitcher, Samir. To really be a good dominant pitcher, you need to have three pitches you can throw for strikes, right? Mm-hmm. Off speed, really good breaking ball, and some gas, right? Okay. It's like that with the quarterback. You need to be able to throw a hard heater to hit those outside throws and over the seams and everything else. You need to be able to lob it and lay it into a, a tight window. And you need to be able to throw something that's got a little zip on it but still carries. Three types of throws. He hit all three of them in the same drive. I was like, okay, the kid can throw the ball. He can move. He they did have a couple block, good drives. I'll give him that. block for him. But, like, honestly, it would, evaluating him as a quarterback skills-wise, he didn't look bad, honestly. He's hit, he know. hit all the throws he had to hit. He didn't show me anything Thursday that made me think, this guy's a starting quarterback for the next three years. Oh, no, no. He's already better than half the backups in this league already, so – a good backup. I'm fine with saying that. But. We'll see. I want to see him. I want to see him with a full, uh, a, a full week of practice. Like then again, Andy Dalton's still starting games, so maybe he can start. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Did um, you see that? Nagy said all three are are available to play, and he's not sure who's starting. Has he learned oh, nothing? Has he learned oh, nothing? I, all right. Has so guys, we're gonna play a quick. We're gonna play nothing. a quick game at corner with odds over under. How long till Matt Nagy's fired? Uh, it might be the whole year. I think it's the I'm whole gonna, year. I'm going to set the line at five games from now. From now? So, like, week yes. like nine? Week eight, week eight, week nine. Nine. In between week eight and nine. Um, I would have to see their schedule. I'm going to go with – I think that's a good over-under because I would say it's probably week eight or week nine because their schedule is not great. They could be, like, one in nine, and they're just like, screw this guy. The problem is, though, I would say <clears throat> probably the end of the year because I feel like him and Pace are, like – in it together at this point was pace going to fire him and to save his job. Oh yeah. That's happens a lot. It does. It does. And he might attempt to, but like, I, I, if you're, if the giants keep fucking up, like I'm waiting for what's his name? Uh, who's your GM? Who's the giants GM? Gettleman. 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 I'm waiting for Gettleman to fire Judge as a scapegoat and see. If oh, that I would be not happening. So not happening. I know I you're saying. I don't think Mara would let it happen. I think Mara would fire him on the spot and be like, "No." Nope. Mara's getting angrier with Gettleman. It seems that's what I've been reading. See, I think the problem is with Judge. I think Judge. Mara's like too loyal. Right. He won't fire Judge. Judge is in the Judge's heart is in the right place, but he doesn't have the ammunition company. to back it up. And that, I, they need a more efficient quarterback. I, I love mean, Jones. I think Jones, honestly, in another team is going to light it up. We're talking about two teams right now, the Bears and the Giants, that are seemed like dysfunctional messes. And, and they are. Um, but the common denominator to it is just, like, maybe the two worst offensive lines in football. Like, yeah. God, it's hard to do anything with an offensive line that bad. Dude, it's horrible. Hey, at least yours doesn't go offside, commit three holding penalties and false starts per drive, right? Well, football. My dad, and I'll say this, I'm going to call him my dad right now. He always fucking goes, he's like, oh, so no, dad, pick. listen up. Yeah. I'm coming for he goes, you. He always goes, oh, like, this Saquon pick was the worst pick we've ever done. Like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, dude, it's because our Who offense would you take is over so him. Bad. Exactly. That's what I was saying. And also, like, We'd be if in you're the same thinking position. about it, like, we no, invest. It, he was like, oh, we should have picked an O-lineman. We should have picked an O-lineman. It's like, all right. There was okay, nobody good until, two, like, there right, wasn't exactly. Any. We're and I'm like, stretch. here's what I'm that saying. That was the worst like, we've also sunk, draft in years. We've sunk like five probably first-round picks into into offensive line in the past 10 years or so, and they just don't pan out. Like it's it's not because we it's not because we pick Saquon. It's because we're so bad at picking anybody else. We picked Saquon was our, probably our best pick in the last few years. 
the rest of the people are who we screwed up with. My favorite if you, is if you DJ don't take Saquon, you take that's a generational Darnold. You take Darnold, and with a shitty old line, we saw the same thing happen. With now that he's and people say uh, team, he's okay, but he would be in the same position as Daniel Jones right now. My favorite still without is a good DJ Flowers guy. pick because that it, it was hysterical. The second Washington gets in the convertible guard, he's not terrible as a guard. He's like a serviceable right guard. He's fine now. Yeah, he's Eric fine Flowers. now. Eh. I don't think he's particularly great anyway. I no, watched he's, him you know, give I, up I four sacks on a Monday Night like Football game. Four his years ago, like a sixty-eight, sixty-nine. So it's like that's a solid guard. I just—he's one of those guys that like I just couldn't stand to hear him, his name again after a penalty or a sack. I just ugh, I have PTSD yeah, that from was hearing Eric Flowers. <laughs> All right, you guys want to talk some college football? Yeah, let's do a little, yeah. college, little college round table. A little college round. All right, so boys, Jared, Jared. you back in the wind call. <laughs> That's great. But Jared, did you happen to catch how uh, old Dabo did on Saturday? Oh my God, me and JD, I think we're about to do a connect flight to meet somewhere in Pennsylvania to high five because um, me and uh, JD are dancing on da- on Clemson's ranked streak grave. I think Clemson hasn't been unranked since the Todd Boyd era. Jared, it's September 28th. We are not out of September. And Clemson is out of the college football playoff race. Oh, that feels so good to say. Clemson, that feels I, so okay. good to say. JD, you know what's hysterical? I'll take Miami over Clemson right now. My team no. could beat Michigan State, and I can still take them over. You know why? Because here's the problem. I think I they don't can't have any confidence the football. either. They can't run the football. Yeah, their quarterback. DJ really Ungalagalele, whoever, whatever his name is. Shout out Jared for calling that, by the way. He's yeah. bad. They can't run the football. This kid cannot hit the broads out of a fucking barn. He looks like Jimmy Garoppolo in week two, just sailing everything. And oh my god, he can run. Congratulations. So can like eighty percent of the quarterbacks in college football. Yeah. No. On he's... top of all of that, Dabo's play calling is getting exposed now. I don't think he calls plays. Oh, no, Dabo's offense coordinators. Like, everyone's talking about, oh, Brett Venable. Brett Venable should get a fucking medal for how he's kept them in games. He is. He People don't realize he is why Clemson has turned into a little mini dynasty in the ACC. I don't. Listen, Lawrence lost in shootouts a lot. If people didn't remember this, they would be up by 40 points because Brett Venable's 3-3 hybrid defense is terrifying. Also, you're talking about this offensive coordinator. Um, I was told when he was out with COVID during the Sugar Bowl, that's why Ohio State won by Clemson fans. Yeah, no, Ohio State. Oh, because that great offensive coordinator. Yeah, mm-hmm. that put up. Yeah, um, no, ten um, points against yeah, NC no, State. Um, yep. Also, we talked about JD. You and me talked about this in our college show. A lot of their flaws are going to be exposed this year because Lawrence mm-hmm. covered up so many flaws in that offense. Oh, so so did ETN, and so did Amari Rogers. They lost three guys who did everything right. To be fair, on a lesser scale, Ohio State is going through that with Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Yeah. Justin Fields covered but up a Ohio lot. Ohio State of, is more personal. We have really good. Covered it, up. It, our offense is fine. I mean, a yeah, bad day. Off, okay, yeah. so listen. I'm not saying. We still listen, have the best wide receiver my, okay, room in so the country. Here's my denominator, right? I, I think, as, what would my team do against your team? My team walks into Austin Stadium. Austin Stadium gets blasted by Oregon. My team walks into uh, the, the shoe, blasted by Ohio State. Walks into Death Valley, might win by a field goal over Clemson. That's that's, that's where my thinking is because right. they, they don't scare me at all. Right. Here's the thing: is that there there are powers 
the powers we've kind of come to know the last couple of years, and we're just assuming Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson are all going to be in the talk. Ohio State and Cle- or, or Oklahoma both look not nearly as good as the preseason hype had them. Both are looking not great. That being said, Clemson is actually bad at football. Like Clemson is going to, and, and I don't take this as like confidence for Ohio State or anything, but like Clemson could lose three or four football games. They're going to lose four games. Yeah, they look bad. They're going to. They should have lost to Georgia Tech last week. They, yeah, I know. Um, Ooh, maybe Georgia Tech wins the freaking ACC because they thump North Carolina. But Georgia Tech, I think, is going to win the. Uh, has a shot at winning the um the, coastal. the Atlantic or Atlantic. It's the Atlantic and the coastal. The coastal. Yeah. I still think my, you know what's it's really sad, but the problem is there's no team in the the coastal I think beats Miami because all the up and coming teams. North Carolina are, in, are they in the coastal? North Carolina's in the coastal, yeah. So that's probably your biggest competition. But at the same time, yeah. they have two ACC losses. So you could even afford to lose it. Yeah, game. we could lose it. We could, we haven't lost an ACC. We haven't played a conference game yet. Yeah, yeah, that's all of our non-conference games. The ACC, hard. man. I mean, we we joked about it in the past, but at least like there's been three teams that are like, all right, those are this year. Okay, so it's the worst I've ever seen it. I mean, the Pac-12 the is part, I don't know by a good every amount. except. Okay, so except for Ohio, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Except okay, so. Big Ten looks great this year because there's like five teams. That great. It's deep. Uh, SEC has two good teams. Yeah, the SEC Three. is not. As I'll, good give, as I'll give. I'll think. give Arkansas the benefit of the doubt for now. Um, yeah. I'll say two and a half good teams. Uh, four. Uh, Florida and Georgia are yeah. both good. Okay, Bama no, and Arkansas. I just said Georgia. No, my picks were Georgia and Alabama and half of Arkansas. Uh, Florida's good. They gave Bama all they could handle. True. Okay, so I'll give Florida. Right, they need to switch quarterbacks finally. Um. So fine, three and a half good teams, right? Pac-12 is one, two maybe. UCLA. Yeah, I don't. And, uh, no, I don't trust UCLA. I mean, they lost okay, so yeah, to Fresno. Um, so basically, the ACC just we. I've been, well, I've been banging the drum about what's the ACC gonna do when Clemson falls. Dynasty's over, kids. Yeah, but nobody's stepping up. Here's the problem. Here's Doors the problem. wide open, and everyone's like, nah. Listen, I'm telling you right now. Um, I like I watched um NC State. I was I, oh NC State looks great, by the way. Do, um man. so I will say this is my Miami 30 seconds, right? I watched our two new quarterbacks that are gonna replace King, Van Dyke and Garcia. Both can sling it. Both step in the pocket. Both have great pocket presence. Both are pocket guys, which I like, especially in that Miami offense. We have so many fucking weapons. Um, I think Miami's going to be okay next year. This year is going to be that weird coin flip, but we may have winning the Coastal, but it's like if we win the damn conference, we're not going to the fucking playoff kind of thing. No one is. I mean, the ACC, no it's, it's the end of September, and the ACC is out of the playoff. Yeah, the only way is, is if like if there's like multiple things with two losses. No, nah, still. I mean, I, one since he would go for like, you know, like it, they, I, there's just no way they'd put. This is gonna be. They the put a two loss. They'll put a two loss SEC team since he. They'll, they'll find a way. Absolutely not. This is, this is gonna be the stranger of college football all time. Let's move it on though. This North is as Carolina. wide open as the playoff has ever been. By North the way. Carolina as wide open as it. Is. Oh, absolutely. North Carolina thumped by. Oh, my God, North Carolina was Thumped. actually demol- Thumped. demolished by Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Yeah. Georgia Tech, who just started passing the ball three years ago. The rambling wreck, baby. Oh, my Let's God. Go, baby. I love Georgia Tech because they always love those give, Love They always those give tournaments. two teams Jackets. a headache. 
They always give yeah. North Carolina a headache, and they always give Clemson a headache. You know, that's why I always love Georgia Tech. And uh, Megatron. There you go. A little, little extra on there. But uh, I will say one thing I was – I'll admit I was wrong about um, when Arkansas beat Texas – I'm like, oh, okay. And, um, Texas was over. No, no, no. I'm oh. Texas. They, by the way, uh, Arkansas owns the state of Texas that, legally now. Um, uh, by the way, check out Kevin's shirt. He just dropped in the tailgate in the quad uh, store. Is it the West Arkansas or whatever? Huh? Love that. Either way, um, when they beat Texas, I thought, oh, Texas is overrated. Arkansas beat them, exposing them. But now Arkansas is the overrated team. They're going to get thumped by AM. I was very wrong on that. Um, Arkansas is legit. And actually Texas put up like freaking 70 points against Texas tech. I mean, it's, it is what it is, but they look better maybe than I think too. So Arkansas is legit. Um, Arkansas is a actual threat there in, in the sec. And I never would have thought this before the beginning of the year, but Bama's biggest threats in the West is not LSU and Auburn. It is Arkansas or, or even A&M it, it, it's Arkansas and Ole Miss. Everyone would have said it's yeah, AM, it's LSU, it's all so would any be surprised if Ole Miss pulled off the upset Saturday? Not uh, yes, but not like super. I, I would be much more surprised if I didn't see Alabama should have probably lost to Florida. What uh, scares me for Alabama fans, Alabama fans are scared. That's what scares me. Like, I, I got Cruz and Kevin like freaking out already, and I'm like, that's horrifying. Like just goes back to my point. Our quarterback on one leg scored Jaylen 10 points on Waddle, them. Devontae, Smith, Najee, Harris, Mac Jones. You don't just replace them. I don't and care if you got the best class. We, we can keep I don't going. care. I don't care. Like Bryce That's Young is, is really good at football. Yeah, I know. Like it's they great. lost what, nine uh, starters? Right. Do, uh, what's his face? Um, Williams, the transfer, or uh, Williamson? I don't know. Either way, the transfer from Ohio State looks, looks good there, but he ain't Jalen Waddle. You know, like he is not Devontae Smith. Once I'm a transfers, can I throw a little love to my boy Charleston Rambo from Oklahoma coming over to you? Dude's last two games. Dude yeah, didn't even play against offensive. Central. He's your best offensive player. Dude. Oh, dude, 16 catches for 170 yards and two touchdowns. That's a that's a number one receiver, baby. We've had a receiver pump those kind of numbers since Andre Johnson. Like, right. shit. And, you know, all of it's a, a grain of salt because the opponent, but he looked good against Michigan State too. So that is actually something. No, to he take did. Away. That's what he did against Michigan State. Oh, he was it? He didn't play against Central Connecticut. Oh, okay. Four. All right. We I was going to say, because he was also a beast against Michigan State. All right, then, yes, that like is legit. seven or eight starters against Central? Yeah, I couldn't. We didn't I, I, didn't, I didn't catch that one. On oh, no. I watched the Celtics team booster. I said they had to – okay, what did I say? They had to – I said they had to beat him by 30 or I wasn't taking my Miami. So Miami gear is boxed up my closet right now. Huh. <laughs> They uh, had, you put it in timeout. Right. Yeah, basically, they had to earn back my respect for me to put the sh- take the shit out. They were up 49 nothing at halftime. Respect back. Well, they didn't like allow a it. single point. Didn't know. Didn't allow a single yard inside the 30. It's Yeah, you needed you needed that game. Um, yeah, just you know what the best yeah. part was? No fucking penalties. That's good stuff. No clean, fucking nice penalties. Game of football. I think clean. all of it's with a great assault, but it, oh, you no, need, no, no, you're, no, no, you, no. what you needed, what the doctor ordered was a cupcake that to go beat the shit out of. That was a scrimmage, getting all of it's our young what you guys. Needed. It's what you needed. Oh, we yeah, needed no, it. We needed it. Made it, my brain, it made my brain hurt less. All right. Um, Any other big ones we want to talk about? Uh, Michigan, I think, very easily should have. Uh, not Maybe not should have, but could have got beat. Uh, I think Rutgers is solid. Uh, we go to Rutgers this Shout week. Shout out to Joyzee. So. 
Yeah, dude. I tell you what, Shiano man's got him playing playing ball down there or over the best, there. Or whatever, but... under him, so I, I I was waiting for them to take off again. So and also like Michigan putting up twenty points in the first half, not scoring in the second half, um, winning by a touchdown when they were up like twenty to three. Pump the brakes, Michigan. Remember who you are. Oh, You're yeah. going to get your ass kicked in November. The, I, there was a headline on ESPN this week before the Rutgers game. Is this yeah. the year Michigan beats Ohio State and goes to the college football playoff? No, it's not. No, no. it's not. And we'll Michigan see your ass in November. Michigan and we'll see your be, ass in November. Michigan wouldn't even be the your team in the ACC. They didn't even play us last year because they were scared. They had plenty uh, of people. They had COVID issues, but they had the number allowed to play, and they said no. No, no, thanks. Uh, all right. Wow. Yo, so, wow. listen, like, I, okay, so Georgia, Michigan I just feel bad for Vandy. This is how bad Vanderbilt is. Vanderbilt oh, went up against Vandy. a team in Georgia who can't score points efficiently. Yeah. And almost got beat by as bad as an FCS team got beat by Miami. Yeah, they had 34 points in the first quarter. Yeah. Georgia, be nice. Vandy's- Iowa State's out. Iowa State's gone. Vandy, uh, wait till fr- February. <laughs> Indiana and Iowa State. I'm going to pat myself on the back. They were my fraud alerts before the year. Fraud High and fraud. Fraud and fraud. Good, and job. Fraud. Good fraud job. Right. Good job. Good job, kid. Good fraud job. Fraud. Um, you did. I don't know much, but I know. JD's hitting on the fraud. Kansas State's and he's gone. on the upsets. Yo, uh, Oklahoma. I know my Midwest. Down to the freaking. Oklahoma looked bad. Oklahoma looked bad. They did not look like a good team. Jesus. Oklahoma isn't good, man. Did you see? They were the fans. The spoiled fans of Oklahoma were chanting the backup's name to Spencer Rattler. It's well, like, just Spencer do Rattler like, could is, move the ball. Rattler can move that, the ball. Like he, he's they not just couldn't efficient. finish. That's the problem with Rattler. But Rattler still, can make these big plays, but cannot play. Do, but still, Oklahoma, do, that's your guy. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, that was yeah. what doing. It's your pre. It's different than Ohio State being like, "Oh, we want to see McCord or whatever," because they're all freshmen. None of them have played. You watch right, so Spencer Lattler play for right. you for you. Last question um, before we t- preview some of the games we might throw on our uh, on our uh, six pack this week. Um, are, is Michigan the the biggest fake four and team right now? Um, I still think it might be Notre Dame, even though I picked Notre Dame. Um, okay, well, speaking of which, Notre uh, Michigan has played, played Nova this week, JD. Yeah, no, I Ooh, think they might get beat. Interesting. Uh, we also have Alabama, Ole Miss. And uh, where's that a game at? Oh, I think it's I think it's in the or I think it's in the Grove. No, it's in Bryant Denny. Uh, that sucks for them, but yeah, um, it'll make it yeah. even better. I don't really like any of the other games. I mean, Baylor, Oklahoma State kind of sounds lame. Oh, Arkansas, Georgia. Boys, yeah, we have huge. a three team swing. This that's week. a good game. That's a good Ooh, game. We have a three team swing. Also, we have two as a younger brother taking on Iowa. I actually I like Maryland. I that Maryland um that line is only a three and a half. It awesome. kind of tells you what people think there. But. Really good ACC game. Um uh Wake Forest and Louisville. Ooh, Wake Forest not, you can fucking move the ball. Wake Forest is pretty solid this year, actually. Um I know Samir was texting me he's all in BC to beat Clemson this week. Yeah, BC. The fighting Jeff Halfley's last time Ohio State had a good defense, he was running it. So Jesus. All right. Auburn LSU. Oh, also, do we talk about that? Auburn sucks. So maybe Penn State's not as good as we thought because they uh, took them to a last second touchdown pass to beat Georgia Southern. And also, Wisconsin's not as good as we thought. I love Georgia Southern. I I never thought Wisconsin was good. Georgia Southern, did you see the video of the kid on the top of the bus shotgun and a beer? No. Fucking great. Yeah, but I'm just saying, JD. In the grand scheme of things, it's like Penn State's big wins are Wisconsin and Auburn. So it's like, all right, yeah, no, exactly. 
Wisconsin is a fraud. Like theirs is a fraud. Right. Yeah. Right. Wisconsin is not. I I I, 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 I bet. I think I've got it bad, but at least my team is still has a chance of winning their conference. Wisconsin that, has no offense. Yeah, I think Wisconsin's. I, I, yeah, I don't know about the comparison there, but yeah, I guess so. Um, but Wisconsin, I picked Notre Dame this week um, in our in our thing uh, for my underdog, but I also bet uh, like twenty bucks on Notre Dame because not because I thought Notre Dame was good, not because I like Notre Dame. I was betting against Graham Mertz. I, Graham Mertz is bad. I've watched him play football. He 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 didn't have a touchdown going. His mechanics into this week. are. Fu- Can I also just talk about mechanics? Fo- he didn't have a touchdown. Jay, you and me, JD, you and me should do running, a, over Zoom uh, film session on Graham Mertz because you and me be hysterical with that. God, he's terrible. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, we could get a little. Yeah, maybe we'll that. start but, doing um, that. JD and Jared's. JD and Jared. I'm not. I, I'm not a great film guy. I'm, but I'll yeah, take no, you under my wing. Don't worry. I've been one watching. of the funniest videos I've ever seen. Um, was Taylor Martinez at Notre, or Nebraska. Not to be confused with Adrian Martinez, who is at Nebraska now, and it feels like there's been a Martinez there for 10 years because there has. Right. Um, Taylor Martinez, there was like a film thing, and it was obvious, It was like meant to be a joke, but it was him like running in circles and throwing off his back foot, and his head is like looking in the dirt as he's throwing it. And they said, uh, if Taylor doesn't know where the ball is going, either does the defense. And I, I love that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, true. But, All right. All right, boys, 15 minutes. Let's bang out this one-sentence game. It's America's favorite game, ladies and gents. These guys get a minute each, a sentence each, to break down their the game. Also, uh, for their personal favorite teams, Samir, the Giants, J.D., the Browns, and myself, the Eagles, we get two sentences. So, and also, I'm going to be very short because I'll talk about the Eagles' last call. Um, perks of being the host. Kicking it off if the NFL app ever freaking loads. If this thing, by the way, I want to rip the NFL for a second. Their app was awful this weekend. They're bad. Their app is their app is bad in general. I will say the MLB app I think is the best individual sports app. And the MLB app is great. It, it has it has a couple setbacks where you can't look at the other team's schedules. It's it's kind of hard to find that. But other than that, like it's a good app, and there's a lot of good stats. I always like NFL is hard to work with. ESPN's okay. Um, I have ESPN Plus, so having the ESPN app rock and rolling is great. But, yeah, um, and, I, and a lot of times I just know the scores and shit when it's going on. From yeah, my, I don't really, my I don't really fantasy stuff. Yeah, it's it's ESPN fantasy app kept crashing on me this week. It was pissing me off. All right, so be, much better. Sleeper, Dude, I lost my six up. fucking points again. Yo, I okay. I pull off a massive. Remember the upset I was telling you guys about? How I had to the Zeke CD one. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was all right. Nice, awesome. nice, nice, nice. Cooper I, didn't do anything. I beat my brother in the Davis Bowl, so that was nice. Nice. Took that shit out of him felt good. Um, I, I said we can go one in sixteen. Okay. I, won, I don't care. I won the Clem Bowl between me and my cousin uh, in the week one of the season, but then I've lost since. I swear to God, my record is tied to my Eagles. I swear. Um, that's not good. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, all right. Speaking of bad games, uh, Panthers, Texas, my one sentence is um, Panthers defense has some dudes. I will eat what I said about their defense preseason. They got yeah. some dudes. And JD yeah. might be a genius. Might be. Might be. Keyword. Might be. Week three. Might be. JD smarter than Kevin. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. My sentence is this. Uh, DJ Moore is the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. He's he was all over the place. Facts. Yeah. Looks great in number two, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah I, I love the single digits. Yeah, me too. Now that I, I, I to wasn't. It took it took a while for me to get used to. It. Right, you just got to get used to like yeah. people's new it numbers. Gives it a good college feel, and I really appreciate that. Give it a couple right. years when you know everyone's number again, and you'll you'll really like it. Um, yeah. My one sentence is, I hate that, like these athletic freaks, um, running backs seem to be so injury prone. Like you can't move that fast, I guess, because. Between Saquon and McCaffrey, I just don't want to look back at that generation and have them be like the what if guys because well, McCaffrey's the most exciting see, football it's a collective player. Bargaining agreement. The it's they don't they don't have enough time training. They don't have enough reps. They don't get like the they don't shake the rust off. That kid's hamstring, man. He they his go body games like all tied up and he's too athletic for his own good. Like yeah. it's really what it seems like. Um yeah. which sucks because he might be top three if you're just talking just football players uh in the world. I mean the kid's incredible. So speed recovery there. I love that the NFL app right now is um, – it's so bad, the NFL app right now. They uh, they only have the week one records up. So right now it still says the Eagles are 1-0 even though they're 1-2. That must feel nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hurts even more actually. Um, speaking of hurting even more, uh, Titans lose to the Colts 25-16. Um, hey, Carson's playing. That first-round pick's looking a lot better. Titans yeah. beat the Colts. You said lost to. Titans beat the Colts. Oh, Derrick yeah. Henry still a fucking monster. Um, my sentence is, um, I, again, it's week three. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I have the I have the Titans winning. Um, everyone needs to settle down. The Titans have just the best roster in that division. Their defense um, and still they still sketchy, do. Though. It's it is sketchy, but that division is so they played, bad. The defense played pretty it's good so though bad. this weekend. They're going to dominate that Bud division. Bud Dupree is going to be one of the most underrated signings this offseason. They're going to have ten night. wins, and 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 eight of them might be against their or uh, five five of them might even be against their division. So yeah. All right, um, Samir. Uh, yeah. I mean, AFC South kind of looks like a lock right now, but uh, honestly, I, this is more of uh, a prescription of how bad the Colts' offense is than. How good the Colts or the Titans defense is because the Titans defense is atrocious. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Well, I don't Th- believe this was a slip up game. Carson Wentz, uh, he had sprained ankles. The only person that really did anything was Michael Pittman, kinda. Um, they just don't have playmakers, they don't have receivers. I only there picked the go. Titans because I didn't believe in the Colts. I want to throw that out there. I don't think the Samir, Samir with the Ron sentence to start it off, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're trying to do this in 15 minutes because <clears throat> we got to slap an interview into this thing. So, oh, okay, all right. Chargers and Chiefs. My uh, well, my sentence is simply this: God, I love when I'm right. Chargers look good. Mm, yeah. Um, my sentence is this: um, the Giants might be horrible. We're only one game back of the Chiefs. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> the Chiefs still have the odds-on favorite in Vegas to win the Super Bowl, and there's a reason why. I don't don't celebrate the Chiefs right now. They will be back. Oh, I don't. I don't doubt it. And now they got Flash Gordon. Huh? Huh? Oh. All right. Uh, I gotta do this, to you boys. Falcons, Giants. My one sentence. That game didn't is, happen. My one sentence is: pray for Giants fans and Saquon. That dude, is all. Dude, we just find new ways to lose. We had this game in the bag, like in three different occasions. Drop pick. Drop pick in the end zone. That's what drop we just drop balls. My heart we drop the most important balls of the games are the ones that we drop. And that's it. We suck. 
Uh, it's going to be my same sentence every week until they do it. Uh, fire Dave Gettleman or it won't get better. Season's I love over. that, actually. Keep doing that. because the, 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 uh, It's been my sentence every week. There we go. All right. Bengals and Steelers. Dude, this, guys, the Steelers are bad. <laughs> they are really yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. They can't stop anybody. Joe Burrow looked like LSU Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, my sense is Ben Roethlisberger is the worst quarterback in the league right now. I'm dead serious. He's the worst quarterback in the league. Um, Yeah. No, Big Ben is done. That's my sentence. Uh, he was done at the end of last year, um, but they brought him back. He still sucks. He, him falling. Did you guys see the clip of him falling? Yeah. Like when I there mean, was no one there. There's, oh the my highlights God. for Ben Roethlisberger are comical. For someone who's watched that guy rip his team's heart out for years, I, I deserve this. I'm enjoying it. There you go. Um, Bears and Browns. Sweet baby Jesus, Cleveland. They have families. Um, it was good seeing Clowney get working. I'm a bit, I, you know, even though he hurt Wentz, he might have done us a favor, actually. Um, I'm a, I've always been kind of a believer in Clowney also because I was the only guy who believed in him in my friend group in college because everyone was saying he was going to be a bust. So I like seeing him put up numbers still. And also, I love Jurassic Miles and that Cleveland defense. They're just God. loaded with talent. The, so yo, Baker could show up like Josh Gordon and be drunk to games and still win games because that defense is that good. It was the Bears, but... Yeah, also, um, that week one loss to Cleveland looks like more of a fluke than usual. Samir, are you going to go? Did you go? Uh, yeah, I'll go because it's the Browns. Um, I was going to wrap it up, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, no one believed in the Browns' defense except for me. They're great. Obviously, the Bears suck, and Fields isn't this, isn't electric off the bat. He will be, I think. Yeah, I have a hard time blaming Fields. Um, my sentence is: Boy, was it weird as an Ohio State Browns fan to root against Justin Fields, but uh, I did it, and uh, it was it was it was a fun Sunday. I was in Cleveland. Uh, and there's nothing like grown drunk men at a bar barking at a TV screen. Uh, that that that's what I'll say. <laughs> also, Miles Garrett. Everyone talks about Aaron Donald. I, I get it. Whatever. Miles Garrett, top to bottom, is the best physical defensive player in the league. Uh, also, you going, can't double team Miles Garrett. You can double team right, Aaron Donald. Because he, 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 yeah, right. Aaron Donald wants to bull rush you. When Miles gets that first step, uh, if you have a left tackle problem, he's going to expose you. Like you, like if you have a problem at tackle. You're gonna know after the Browns. You know, it'd be the scariest combination on the side of the line is Donald and Cox, because Cox will absorb two blockers and still beat it. True. And then you have Miles Garrett one on one. That Donald's terrible. a freak. Yeah, wrong, Miles, yeah, like someone, see, Donald's a freak, but you can also. Here's why I will never. I will always appreciate Donald for what he is. But the reason I'll always shit on Donald is one thing: is you can scheme around Donald. You can't scheme around Cox. What Cox does is Cox will literally like say, "Hey, I'm gonna eat three blockers." And one of my guys is going to get loose at your your running back. The Eagles been doing that for ten years. Plus, I will but say Miles Garrett, I'm not saying thing. Miles Garrett is, but he's the closest comparison to just how he plays the game and dominates that we've seen since like a Lawrence Taylor like type. Fact. I was going to say football like Lawrence. Taylor. I was he is not Lawrence he, Taylor. Yet, I was going to say but, his best pro comp to me is Michael Strahan, like dominance wise, just prime I was say, a different position, but. They're both edge rushers. Well, yeah, but Strahan used to play like LB too. Like he used to move around, but I, they're a, a little different. They ran a four three their entire time. They're a little Strahan. different. They're a little different. Barely. Um. All right, moving on. Ravens, Lions. My one sentence is simply this: 
66 fucking yards, and God, I feel bad for the Lions fans. Yeah. Uh, honestly, my sense for this one is Lions beat Bears next week. Yeah, I'll take that. Because my, Andy Dalton's going to start. My sentence is don't let Justin Tucker distract you from the fact that Ravens have real issues with yeah. weapons. Hollywood Brown was atrocious. Um, yeah. If Lamar's not out there making Lamar plays and being in, the only way you're going to win football games is if Lamar is incredible. Rashad um, Bateman better be the next like Larry Fitzgerald, Josh Gordon, or like their. Yeah, strength. no, they have. Re- I mean, that, that's the thing is like that Tucker's going to take all the headlines. They have they have real issues in Baltimore. They're two and one. They beat the Chiefs, but winning covers it up, even if they don't deserve to win. It does. Um, next game, Saints Patriots. Uh, Samir. Um, Patriots aren't good. Like they're going to get their asses handed to them next week is what I'm saying. And the saints is off. Like, I think the giants have a shot against the saints next week. Their offense is so bad. We did just two horrible offenses and Kamara and Saquon. (laughs) That's it. Um, before I go, I got to ask a quick question. It was it two years ago that, that, uh, that, that Patriots team, like defense was getting all sorts of like turnovers and, and, picks yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and they, yeah, were, they, they started like six and O or something. And they got exposed in Tennessee. My, my sentence is that that is the saints. They're getting great tips They're uh, And I enjoyed watching the Patriots lose. Don't be wrong. But I think the saints are winning games and scoring points in weird ways. That is not sustainable. I, I okay. don't know if I believe them yet. Fair enough. Um, My one sentence is, both these teams are not going to make the playoffs, but I don't understand either of them. I refuse to bet with them, bet against them. I'm staying away from those two teams like they have the plague. I don't think the Patriots are good. Oh, I don't I think the Saints that. are good either. I think they're yeah. both bad teams. I think the Saints are harder to read. I think if the, the Saints need a team... I don't even know. Like The, the Patriots... I just feel like the Patriots are playing with one arm behind their back. I swear. Um, all right. Next up, Cardinals Jaguars. Yeah, Cardinals Jaguars. I seriously thought the Jags were going to win this one at one point, and uh, that kick six was fucking electric. <laughs> I watched that live on Reds, and that was incredible. Uh, my sentence is: This is a this is the type of game. The Cardinals last year or two years ago would lose. That I think the Cardinals are better than I projected them to be. Yeah, I don't know. It's the yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, my sentence would be: without the kick six, I don't even think I would have noticed this game happened because I couldn't tell you one other thing that happened besides the kick six really in this game. Yeah, it was kind of kind of a lame game. Um, yeah, also to quote Jared here, uh we need Gus Johnson to do more NFL. Guys, guys electric. Gus Johnson is my favorite commentator. Him and, him and Talib, by the way are great. Yep. I like him with Joe Clapp in college too. Dude, y'all got like, barbecue back there and didn't invite me. Hurt. Wow. Gus Johnson is I would listen, I want Gus Johnson in fucking uh I'll go Johnson on every Eagles game. Just do it. He that dude is pure electricity. Um, Some people hate him. I don't get it. I don't because yeah, that's stupid. They're, they're pure. people hate him. Yeah, traditional losing because he 
always is like rolling with the team that's got the momentum, which is like fine. He's rolling with the play. Like, right. It's who I was making a play in the moment. I was watching a Big Ten game. He's rooting for him. There's a big new kickoff, and the team, I can't remember who it was. I think the team was winning, it was up by 30. And the team was getting smacked, breaks a kick return, and he's lighting it up. Ohio State, Maryland, a couple years ago. That's who it was. Yeah. I, I remember that exactly. Yeah. Cause I always, my cousin's a Michigan fan, and she always used to tell me, like, oh, Gus Johnson's terrible. It's like you hate him because, like, you're listening to him when your team's getting their ass kicked. When, 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 when Ohio State was on the ropes against Minnesota, oh, fuck he was ESPN. All about I'm never it. listening to the main broadcast ever again. That was, they were kissing Dallas's ass even before the game started. Like, Lewis Riddick, yeah, I swear just, to God, should have a job. He's terrible. Yeah, right. they, they're, it's a love affair with whoever. But. Move, move, moving on. Uh, speaking of uh, getting their ass kicked, like my Eagles did, um, Washington and Buffalo. Um, nobody circles the wagons after a week one loss like the Buffalo Bills. They look damn good. And if they get Marlon Mack, they're, they're Super Bowl pick. There we go. They're, they're, I still have them winning the damn thing, so let's do this. Yeah, they were my pick too. I think. Get I Marlon no, Mack. Yeah. Uh, they were, yeah, they're my AF, they were my AFC pick. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, my sentence is uh, Josh Allen is back to doing Josh Allen things. Uh, when they're playing like this, they're unstoppable. I t- I we got to stop Allen overreacting in week one. I'm so mad. Oh, I played him. Oh, I played him. I only lost by six, though. That just shows how good Stafford and Hurts were. Even though Hurts had two picks. Yeah. Hurts had two picks. He still put up like 25 points. I was like, Jesus. He's not a bad fantasy guy. Yeah, just I wish he could complete more passes when he counted. Sure. Um, Washington's defense has issues. They're not – I think it's – I what might happened? be the Cowboys' division to lose. They can't cover anybody. It's what almost happened? like I yeah. predicted this. But it's also like their their D line's not getting any like the D line's not doing their their part either. I love Chase Young, but stop I think the commercials. I think the problem is with uh, last year, like nobody knew how to block them. I think they have tape on them now. Uh, what do you boys say we speedball this next one because it's like sure. a joke? Um, Broncos Jets. Ouch. <laughs> Moving on. Any other? Yeah, I'll, any just say, I'll just say. Uh, the Broncos have a com- the uh, opponents they've beaten have a combined zero wins. Chill a minute. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> one word. Ten- one word game. <laughs> um. God, that works. Yeah. Dolphins Raiders. Raiders are the most fun team in the NFL. I love the Raiders. I love you know, the Raiders. Listen, I love like the Raiders have always been my second team because my uncle and everything else, but like. It's easy team to root for. Yo, they're just fun. I love seeing Derek Carr win. I love Darren Waller, Brian Edwards. I love I like John, and fucking John Gruden. Yeah, Knock like, if you're with like me. Let's go. <laughs> Knock if you're with. I like that. Um, my sentence is: as much as I am enjoying it, y'all got to have a lead at some point because you're not going to be able to come back and win every game. Exactly. Um, because they the have come back in every game. The gap between Jacoby Brissett and Tua, um, their supposed franchise quarterback, is not very Tua large. It's, it's a fraud. Inches. I've been it's saying inches. it. Tua is yeah. not inches. good. It's not even inches. Kevin like compares him to Joe Burrow one more time. I'm going to throw a bitch fit. Yeah, Another um, one. <laughs> okay, the Dolphins looked really good. The Dolphins look good. 
They're good. And They're a good team. The Dolphins look solid against the Raiders. The Raiders are one of the better teams in uh, football right now. Tell you what, Waddle got like 15 targets. Samir, look, me and you are looking very good in that division because we were very on. Bills are easily the best. Dolphins, not bad. Um, Patriots, eh. Super Bowl winner. No, but you were also on the Patriots, not Miami. Me and Samir, he's had yeah, them at number two. Yeah. We have the order perfectly. I think, I think, I think no team in the, I think it's going to be like the um, 2004 NFC East where every team is six and 10 or worse. And then they have one team, 13 and three. Uh, the Jets are the worst team in the league right now, but we can yeah. move on. Jets are getting um, Thibodeau with the first overall pick. Calling right now. Um, they need him though. All right. Speed, like speed round. Viking Seahawks. All I got to say is both these teams are not good. That's my sentence. My sentence is I did not watch one play from this game. I watched one. It was DK Metcalf breaking some dude's ankles. You guys saw me tweet about it, text about it. So, guys, Metcalf knows how to run routes now. That's scary. Yeah, you did say that. You did say that. Very scary. You know, I, um, Kirk Cousins looks di- – I don't know if it's like he's got this, like, unvaccinated energy or whatever, but Kirk Cousins <laughs> looks dope. Kirk Cousins is walking like a boss. I don't know what it is. <laughs> this game, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't think Kirk's long for the. I think even Vikings fans who defended Kellen him are Mons pretty close by, to being Kellen done. By the end of the year, I'm still sticking to that one. You really think so? Oh yeah, I. He's, I, not, I, he's I, the third string. They, dude, they, I don't care. String. I'm thinking Kellen Mond by week 16. I am sticking my money. Where it's tough if you need a quarterback too, because it doesn't look like anybody at a college is like worth. Dude, a this top year like, there's not like there's great. no one. I wouldn't pick Sam Howell. Yeah, um, that's another story. Yeah. All right. Um. Bucks Rams. All I'm gonna say is, guys, the Bucks aren't dead, but the, the Rams look good. The Rams look good. I I, I like Rams the Rams. Fire. Oh, by the mm. way, JD. No, the Rams are my Super Bowl pick, not the the pat. No, Rams are my runner up. So yeah, no, I was. The yeah, pack. we had the same. Um, yeah, the Rams yeah. are my runner up though. You're I had Buccaneers. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. To like in the NFC. NFC, I thought your runner-up was Bucks. No, I, I, I have it written down. I have a piece of paper in my room still from that day. Uh, no, I had, um, I had uh, Bills, Chiefs, uh, and then I had uh, Packers and Rams, and then I had okay. pack, Packers winning. We have all the same, we basically, did I not have the Rams oh, as my Super? My runner-up was different than yours. Than from AFC, because my runner-up in the AFC was the Browns. Yeah, right. I, mine was half like I don't want to like jinx it. <laughs> That's how it was in 2017. And it ended up working for me, so I, yeah. I stick with that. I'll be um, I'll be happily wrong. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, Samia, did your sentence? I did my sentence. JD did yours. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch this game. Oh wait, no. Oh, oh, the Rams. Sorry, Rams. Bucks. Yeah. Uh, eat, oh no, eat I didn't do Rams. Quarterback. Bucks, eat breakfast with your quarterback. It works. I think if, right now. I don't know if it'll continue this way. Right now, I think it's eat. You would probably say in a power ranking, the Rams are the best team in the league. Um, right now. All right, moving on. Uh, Packers, 49ers, and I'm going to say that double off that we just did. Um, right now, I think the Rams are a better team than the Packers, and the Packers got to get their shit together because the San Francisco offense is inept. Philly held them to 17 points, and they had two blown coverages. Uh, Green Bay needs to get their shit together. I actually found it this very encouraging for Green Bay. Um, no, no, Green Bay needs the, – the Green Bay should have beaten them by more, in my opinion. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um I just think uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. Uh, he's bought in, and, and we can kind of lay that all to rest. That's my my sentence. Aaron Rodgers looks right. 
damn All it. All right, let's make this one quick and painless for me. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. Uh, Eagles-Cowboys. Um, I – I think this is all comeuppance for you saying Zeke is trash, Jared, because he made your run defense look pretty I'm bad. still more scared of Pollard. Pollard. Yeah. Um, That's fair. My also, sentence. Who runs cover two against the Cowboys? You you do, apparently. I watched it for I about wanted three, to slap three and a half hours. Again. I learned him in the bar. And bear in mind, I had, I had a few, and I'm like, why <laughs> the fuck is he in cover two? We yeah, had well, We'll we have Anthony rant. Harris. He's a good safety over the top. Just put Kayvon Wallace in the box. We'll, we'll, we'll let you rant. Um, my sentence was, don't let the Giants and the Washington football team ineptitude distract you from the fact that the Eagles are also not a good football team. And this is Dallas's division to lose by a lot. Um, they actually yeah. look good. I don't think the Eagles are good. I said it before the season. Week one overreactions all around the board. I still don't think they're very good. Um, I don't think Hurts is it. I think we'll just transition. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to say like one word here, or one sentence here, and then I'll do the rest during the last call after we uh, talk to Frank. Um, my one sentence is simply this. What do you do next? You got Kansas City next week. They're coming off oh. a loss too. God, that's maybe the last. Uh -oh. We get we get we get Jordan Mailata back finally, which we, we get our best left tackle back. Thank God. Um, Andre Dillard looked awful. Um, run the damn ball. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, and hey, listen, we want to welcome in uh, next uh, next guy, boys and girls. Brought to you by Yeats, of course. Uh, our interview of the week. We have uh, Mr. Frank Michael Smith of TikTok fame and of uh, Instagram and YouTube as well. Uh, check out the interview, ladies and gentlemen. As promised, we were bringing a new guest in for season six. Um, this man has made. A living off of being called a rhino, off of having the best, some of the best TikTok stories when it comes to sports I've ever heard. I have learned things about some of my favorite athletes that I didn't even understand. I thought they were incredible. Uh, this man is also just the king of great intro art on his TikToks. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Michael Smith. Uh, Jared, Frank, thank how you, doing, you man? man. Welcome in. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> thank you, man. What an intro. You even threw the rhino in there. I love it. Listen, man, I got to show you that we are loyal fans over here at the corner booth. I even got the boys watching after your name kind of floated across our desk from our uh, our boss, Mike. I said, listen, I've been following this guy for maybe six, eight months. You guys will check him out. You guys will like him. And I had JD watching episodes for about two hours uh, the other day because, you know, just easy stuff on a weekend. But listen, it's great to have you in, man. Uh, I, for, for one, love your content on TikTok. It is probably one of the things I like seeing the most because – it's kind of cool seeing sports. You know, everyone talks about the highlights, the opinions, all that other stuff. But hearing these really cool, interesting stories, like one of the ones that stuck out to me was, of course, the one you did on the shortest baseball player. Uh, his jersey was number was one half. And <laughs> what what cracked me up about the whole thing was is that you don't hear these things anymore because these stories, everyone just wants to debate and talk about. Like last night, my Eagles got their ass handed to them by the Dallas Cowboys. So. You know, everyone's just talking about this morning about, you know, like Nick Sirianni and everything else and all the play callings, horrible. But I go on TikTok, I see one of your stories. Like, I think it was last week you had one about changing up fantasy and about beating, like, the total number of points per week. And as somebody who's taken two L's back to back in fantasy, I don't hate that as much anymore. 
so uh, first off, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you right off the rip. Um, where did the whole idea for doing these TikTok stories and everything else and the social media and getting these cool things for sports? Where did this all come from? Like, was it just like a background idea, or did you just be like, you know, let me try this out? No, this is something I've known I was gonna do for a long time. I just didn't know how I was gonna do it. It was, man, it's, it starts just because I'm I'm very passionate about sports. My family is like that's how I was raised. We. We're a sports family, especially on my dad's side. Like my great grandfather played in the uh, major leagues. He was in the 1919 World Series, uh, the famous Black Sox scandal. Uh, my uncle was the light heavyweight champion of the world. You know, we're we're a sports family. Like in Pittsburgh, especially growing up there. Like, man, it's a passionate sports town. Like we played mm-hmm. sports all year round. We talk about them. Like that's what I knew growing up. And I really like creating art too. And I remember telling myself when I was like five, six years old that I, you know, I was, was probably like a little bit more honest with myself. Like, I like, you know, probably not going to go pro, but I think I can do something with sports and art, fuse them together. So I didn't know it'd be this, but I, I've known for a long time I was going to do something. That's awesome. Uh, so you are from Pittsburgh. So uh, Steelers fan, Penguins, are you all black oh, yeah. and gold? Well, all Pittsburgh teams. I, I can't even root for teams that aren't from Pittsburgh. I get asked all the time, who's your favorite NBA team? And I'm just I'm, – I'm honestly answering the question like every day. I don't have one. I For some reason, I, I can't feel passionately about a team if they're not from Pittsburgh. I've tried to become a Cavs fan. I mean, they're the closest team to Pittsburgh. I grew up watching young LeBron there. I have family okay. in Cleveland, so every Christmas we'd go watch young LeBron. That was amazing. But, oh, yeah. you know, I didn't feel any type of way when the Cavs would lose. So I – can't make them my team. I, I totally get that. I mean, I can't relate because I live in Connecticut and, you know, all of my teams are spread out all over the damn country. Baseball, it's Arizona, Minnesota for basketball, Philadelphia for football. My teams are everywhere. So, but I respect the whole thing of be, being passionate about, because I've met a lot of people from Pittsburgh, whether they moved out and now they live up here or they still live down there. And I've talked to them, whether through this or through other means of media or even just traveling there is something to say about Pittsburgh fandom. It is just something different. And like people rip on Steelers fans because, you know, like, you know, six rings and everything else. But there is a passion to that fan base that I don't think ever goes away. I am What's Pittsburgh rip on Steelers fans. I, well, I, 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 live in, I live in New England. I live in New England. So, like, all I hear is Patriots fans complaining about how they own the Steelers. And it's the most hilarious thing on the planet is because until I was six years old in 2000, the Patriots were basically known for getting their butt kicked every 10 years in the Super Bowl. That was it. So well, I Patriots think didn't just own the Steelers. They owned everybody. It wasn't yeah, just true. us. They own, they own my birds in the Super Bowl up until 2017 too. So yeah, I, I so. it's uh you know, one of my former co-hosts, he's on the sheet, comes on the show a lot. He's a big Patriots fan. And, you know, I've, I've heard of this entire life. Half my family is it, uh, is Patriots or giants. And to me, the crazy thing about football fandom is regardless of where it's a regional thing, but it's a national thing. So where, where you are in the country is going to be the narrative you hear about teams. So for the Pittsburgh Steelers out here, you're indifferent or you're on the extreme. Philadelphia Eagles, mostly hatred out here because we are in New York Giants country. But, you know, you go, you have the internet, you have the, like the national fans, like the Packers, Steelers, Cowboys everywhere. And I think it kind of lends itself to the fact that some of these fan bases travel well. And also, like, you know, there's a certain narrative about, like, I have never had issues with Steelers fans because I always respected their, I guess they're, like, the moxie. Because, you know what, six titles, great quarterbacks, 
great defenses. Some of the greatest players to ever walk the earth played in the black and yellow. So to me, that it, it, it's to, it's all nothing but respect. Also, you know, I love their hockey team in Pittsburgh, so that's kind of <laughs> my saving grace, I guess. That always but does. uh, oh yeah. So I I I gotta say, what what was your favorite story? Um, to do whether it's on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, anything like you just found this and you were like, oh my god, this is incredible. I need to talk about this. I can't wait to get in front of a camera. Like you were just chomping at the bit to report on it. I like the ones that are uh, like more risky. Like those are the most fun to post. Like I, I remember I did the one about like Kendall Jenner and her, like, like being a fake general manager. Like that one's different. It's a creative fictional story. And uh, I was like, I wonder how this will be received. And it was a huge hit. I've done, I've done two similar to that. I like those ones. I like the one I did about um, the one. It's super popular. It's, this isn't even a sports one. It's it's about hip hop. Lil Nas X and ex- explaining his Montero music video. Yeah. You know, you're taking some chances. You're talking about like religion and sexuality and uh, like social norms. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really take a stance on it, but it, it was just kind of explaining it to people. You know, people are so sensitive, so they're, they'll get worked up. I mean, I, I think it was a great video. I think I did a great job explaining it, and the views reflect it. It has like 10 million views. I, I remember seeing that one. I saw how many views it had before I even looked. I think it was up for maybe five hours. Because I I'd never heard the – I heard the whole controversy because people, you know, on TikTok, everyone's got a response. Everyone's got an opinion. And I saw yours, and I'm like, let me well, – I like this guy's opinions on stuff. Let me watch it. And, you know, I was like, okay – I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of you know the 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 blood in the Nike Air Max 97s, but like I I can I I can under I can understand artistic integrity and him just going after it and doing whatever he wants because you know it is a free country. And my favorite one was the Kendall Jenner one. I think I was at my old job. I was in a truck with one of the managers. We were driving back, and I was watching this in my earbuds, and I remember this distinctly because I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Because not only would that not the thing is that team would probably go like 72 and 10 and then choke in the first round of the playoffs because I don't think there's any closers except for Booker on that team. But I honestly I was just crying. I was like, this is just savage, but so true. So I do appreciate I think people appreciate content when it's not just the run of the mill. I'd say like, oh, the same humdrum take from because I mean you're part of sports TikTok. You see, everyone and their mother has a take about something. Everyone's releasing fantasy sleepers. Everyone's doing all this other stuff. And I mean, both of us work in the sports industry from you know two different areas. And I mean, and the same, obviously. But like, you see it having controversial takes that are entertaining. I think kind of sells better than oh, here are my fantasy sleepers for week four. I I I, I personally I look at your content. I love it because I always kind of get like a change of pace. For every guy who's trying to sell me this sleeper guy who's inevitably going to bust in a week, I get, okay, my favorite player, Kevin Garnett, is basically the biggest bully in basketball. And still my favorite story is what he said to Carmelo Anthony because I, 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 that's my favorite bar, like my favorite story at a bar because I read that somewhere from a, a Boston uh, media guy and I didn't believe it until I saw it from four other sources. I don't think I, don't think I even included that one in it. Oh, you didn't include Oh, cause I haven't seen the movie. That was the, that was the one I love the most. I haven't watched in a while, but the one. What I'm probably the one I, you remind me what he said. 
Oh, well, he said, uh, uh, this is a explicit show. He basically said, um, Lala tasted like honey nut Cheerios. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard that one. I think, okay. That was in my script and I think I took it out because okay. I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> but the tribal and a wave one still like, I was like, Oh, cause I grew up, I grew up loving KG from like, you know, my first year watching basketball was 0304 and that was his MVP year. So I was instantly hooked. I'm like, Oh, my favorite player is just absolutely breaking dudes. And then he just became, you know, even more of a bully as he got older. The joke in the old one still, I think is just the most, Kevin Garnett of Kevin Garnett quotes. Yeah, but, that um, one. I'm always I'm always a little worried when I do videos on on players that have retired. Like I don't know how popular mm-hmm. they still are, but that one, KG's timeless, I guess. So that video killed. Honestly, if I, you know, maybe it's because uh, Frank, how old are you, by the way? If you don't mind me asking, I'm 27. Okay, so you're, you're about a year older than me. We grew up in an era of basketball where there, like LeBron was a kid. Uh, we still had Kobe in his prime. We had Shaq in his prime. So we had young D Wade. It was before re- the real super. I mean, Shaq and Kobe really didn't count as a super team until they got Peyton and Malone. But we kind of grew up in this whole era of like, oh, we had individual stars in each team. And like, I remember I saw somebody did a video on T Mac a couple weeks ago. I was like, I had like four of his jerseys when I was a kid. I'm like, this is awesome. I love seeing the retro stuff. T Mac was, was the college. guy. I had all his shoes. Oh, yeah. My first pair of, uh, I'm a big sneakerhead. My first pair was the T Mac three homes. Those were my first pair, pair of sneakers. Been trying to yeah, find a right. pair ever since. I remember when when he went to the Rockets, there was the one that had like the pump in the back. Yeah, the yeah, the eight the fours. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know if you ever put a pair of those on. They were the heaviest sneakers. I oh ever yeah, wore. no, I had them. They were so heavy. Oh my god, they're worse than foam posits. Foam posits basically wearing like wearing Tim's on the court, it, but at least those are like well balanced. Those things had like so much weight in the back of them. I I honestly went and bought the Garnets instead. They had, like, they, like, they had a like a physical metal pump in the back. It was so it heavy. was it was the coolest thing. I think it was I think it was a I don't know if it was a pump. Maybe it was a pulley or something for it lockdown. Would, it would pull out and you would you would go like this in this direction. Oh yeah, it's supposed to tighten it. Yeah, I know. I remember, dude. Basketball shoes when we were kids were wild. The technology. Yeah, so there was one they had the spinners and one. Yeah, spinners. the Charles Freewells. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, nice. I, I always want to get a pair of those from East Bay because they have like every damn color possible. But like, oh you know, of course, East, Bay, like, East Bay is a throwback too. these kids. Oh no one will know East Bay. <laughs> oh my God. You know, there's still a thing apparently, which is hysterical. I still get emails from them. I'm like, y'all are still around. I thought Amazon killed you guys. That's why uh, I would not have guessed that. Oh my God. I, I mean, I love, that was where I forgot. Like, I, th- I think I saw a retro catalog. It had like Jordan sevens and Jordan 12s that were on sale. And it was all like it was all re-released. I'm like, this is the the heyday when you had to call in at one per call. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is all pre-internet stuff. I love the nostalgia of it. But yeah, I mean, I guess to the whole point about retro players. I mean, I think it, for guys like us who are a little, you know, we're not the we're not Gen Zers. We don't kind of we, we didn't grow up with LeBron and the Heat. Well, I mean, we had him in high school, but it's like at the same time. I, I kind of feel like we kind of romanticize the old days with like KG, Ray Allen, Wade. I got asked some the other day. Some dude asked if that who, who Michael Red was, and I almost like my brain almost melted. Uh-huh. I, I, I it was my well, first. Either, Michael Red's prime. It was short lived. He he didn't stick around very long. I know it was he he was that he was the post Ray Allen days, like those first two years after Ray left. Those were his like, I guess his prime. So. Michael Red was the guy that you draft in 2K because he had the best three-point rating and you knew that was good for the video game. That was, He was like 
he was like he would have he would have been so much better in today's NBA actually. Oh my god, yeah, Are you kidding me? I, it, like you talk about like I mean I, I basically uh, by the way like the whole point of the show I always tell every guest this mid interview we are very much like a loose kind of interview. We always kind of allow guys to kind of cut loose. We kind of are McAfee meets McAfee meets a sports bar. The whole point of the corner booth name was we are the corner booth of sport the sports bar, which belly up is was called America Sports Bar by some blog that rated us very highly. So we rolled with it. But uh yeah, no, listen, uh, we were talking about um like guys who are above their era. Once I, I the other day I was looking back and I was seeing all these mobile quarterbacks when we were kids in college football. They were just they, today they would be excelling, uh, mm. and now like I, I think one of the worst ones I saw was I thought Dennis Dixon out of Oregon, you know the pull and run style, and now he's like he was a career backup. Now everyone in the NFL wants oh. their quarterback to have a little mobility. <clears throat> Double D played some games for my Steelers. He was he wasn't great, but he, <laughs> I think he he beat the Ravens in a primetime game. Like I remember was, that was like ten nothing or something like that was the final score or something. Yeah, it was ugly. It was definitely oh ugly. <laughs> Who was another one? I think um, there's another guy on Sports Tech. He's from Connecticut. I think he's Nate Jolie or whatever his name is. He did a biggest, a top ten biggest college football bust. Like number four was like Vince Young, and I. And what kills me about him is that I remember him winning Rookie of the Year, and then Jeff Fisher basically yanking him for Kerry Collins against the Patriots, and his whole career was over. So I don't know. It's weird how like everything's evolving. Yeah, I think I think Vince Young. You're right. I do agree with you that there's guys like Denard Robinson too out of Michigan. Like yeah. they're, they're, these guys probably could have played more nowadays. But you know, like the the Vince Young thing, he he admits that he wasn't taking football seriously. Like they were probably fed up with them, not watching film, not working hard. You know, being <laughs> being there with his teammates. Oh yeah. Excuse me. You're good. Um, I mean, it's still not as bad as Jamarcus Russell. Let's be honest here. The fake the fake tape That's story is still funny. my favorite thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's a great one. I did a video on him too. I think I remember that one too. Um, but I will ask because you know I am in. I'm having a rough uh, week to start as well. How you feeling after your Steelers uh, dropping it to the Bengals on uh, Sunday? Well, it's you know not great. <laughs> but any uh, any Steelers fans been paying attention shouldn't be surprised by this. It's. It's been a long time coming. Ben hasn't been right since like week 12 of last season. And to take it a step further, he hasn't been right since he tore his elbow. So the playbook's dumbed down. We look like a JV football team. We can't throw the ball longer than six yards. I mean, it's just ugly to watch. It's it's like it's sort of like a, a lesser version of Kobe in his final year. Like he shouldn't be on the team. He shouldn't be in the NFL. It's like Eli Manning for the Giants. Like he's so done. You know what? I, what honestly, from an outside perspective, what kills me about Big Ben is that I have Chase Claypool in my fantasy team, and I swear it's like what it's like Russian roulette. I start him one week, he gets he kills me. I sit him one week, he puts up twelve points. And watching Big Ben, the Kobe thing is on point. I don't know if he'll ever be. You know, he's not as of course dominant as Kobe was uh, overall career by, but I get the whole shot fighter look at the end of his career. You can even honestly attribute to a guy from his draft class. Look at Eli his last four years. Like the guy had no gun left and no ammunition left in that gun of his. He was basically throwing like lob passes from like, I think, what was he was last year? It was 2019 or 20, whatever yeah, jump rookie years. Yeah. But it's like yeah, that. I like, really, I can't blame Ben. Like, I he he's done, but 
that's his that's his character. He wants to go out there and compete. He is, despite like his physical looks, like he's a super, super competitive person. Anyone that's paid attention to Ben's career knows that. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go out there and try. Like he's probably convinced himself that he can turn things around and he can't, but that's just it's never gonna get through his head. It's really up to the GM who brought him back on the team. I know he took a $15 million pay cut, but he's still making like $25, $30 million eating up 20% of the cap. And then the next level down is Tomlin. Like if Tomlin's this great coach that everybody, you know, <laughs> blows smoke up his ass, every broadcast, oh, Tomlin's the greatest. Tomlin, oh my God, he never had a losing season. Yeah, it's like Tomlin's pretty good. But if you're this great, the way everyone talks about you, it's time to make a tough decision to sit him down. That's your job. I honestly, I, I love, I love hearing the the moniker because everyone does blow smoke up Tomlin's ass. Someone says he's the best press conference coach. He's the best to talk to. He's such a good motivator. But since two thousand eight, I have not really feared the Steelers the same way since, like you know, the James Debo's interception and you know the Santonio Holmes catch and everything else. But it, it's it's strange to me because I feel like ever since I think it was around two thousand eleven or two thousand ten, their loss to the to the Packers Super Bowl. I can't remember the number right now. I just know it's 2010 Super Bowl. Ever since then, I've always felt like the Steelers have gotten away. And then last year they had this epic defense, but they let like four guys go. And at the at some point, I want to look at the GM and be like, "Buddy, you know your your te- your whole culture of your team is based on defense. Yes, you have an elite center field ball hawk and an elite pass rusher. You let Hargrave walk to Philly. You let Nelson go. I honestly don't know why you let Nelson go. I Mike get Hilton's, Mike Hilton's the best example." Yeah, another one. I mean, and they're gonna let Joe Joe uh, Joe Hayden, the ageless one, the the dinosaur of cornerbacks, walk too. But I, I just, I, I still love Devin Bush. I, I think you guys honestly are in a better spot than um, I think. I think Baltimore is the fakest good team in football right now, and their win uh, sat on Sunday proved it. I don't know if you caught the kick at all. Yeah, no, about- I I had a I had a bet on the game that I needed that kick for. It was it, I was sitting here on my couch just. <laughs> clapping it up. That was crazy. So I have had YouTube TV for about a year and a half, right? I never knew I had red zone until this Sunday. Cause it uh, recommended like, wait, I thought I had to pay extra for this. Oh, okay. I never watched red zone before. I've always, I've been watching football for almost 20 years now. I've never watched red zone. I've always either used illegal stream apps or like, you know, stacked up games on different screens and just watch as many as I this could. This weekend was your first red zone experience. Yeah. I was blown away. This is, it was like it, as a kid with ADHD, this was like the perfect thing for because you know my team wasn't playing till Sunday, so I didn't need to watch a single game every single time. Like every single play of every single game was going to get super boring and flip between channels. This was perfect. But did you get I the handsome the, feed or the the other one? The hand I got the handsome feed. That's the best one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is definitely the best one. I think it's the only one YouTube TV offers. But did you hear about the conspiracy theory that some people are talking about now? I saw I saw a video on it this morning. I. I, I think this is a little far fetched. <laughs> I, you know what? It wouldn't. It wouldn't be the least. It wouldn't be the least petty thing Fox has done with the NFL. But I, I didn't even notice it when I was watching. So it, I didn't. I either. don't think it's a big issue. But at the same time, like I was just more interested because that was the wildest weekend of football. I think I picked the best weekend possible to watch Red Zone. You had a kick six. You had a sixty-eight yarder that got missed. You had you had the Bills. Just beating the the guts out of the damn Washington football team and the, the four freaking Giants. 
I, I don't, I just, I don't even know what to do with the Giants anymore. I'm, I'm a fan of the rival team, but I have buddies of mine, and I have to, you know, come on the show because, you know, we do the ones, we do this thing called the one sentence game where you describe every single game. We get one sentence to do it. So my one for the Giants is probably going to be, I don't know where to start here because that was awful. The Eagles, who got whacked last night by Dallas, put up 30 on that Falcons team. And you yeah. guys, and they were supposed to have the best roster in football, or at least offensively. And I, it just if Daniel Jones could do anything, so yeah, I, the I Eagles are so, they're so sloppy. I didn't realize that they're that undisciplined. They took so many penalties last night. I was at a bar with a bunch of Cowboys fans, and I'm sitting there with my Dawkins throwback jersey on. Like, this is what hell feels like. Okay, um, but and I, I think it really comes down to the the youth of their coaches and the fact that none of them have had a position at that level yet. Sirianni's never been a head coach. Gannon's never been a defense coordinator. Whoever their offense coordinator is, who I cannot think of his name right now, I think they're all under 40. It's going to be growing pains. And the, uh, I'm, impressed, I like some, I I'm impressed by Hertz, though. He's better than I thought. I was really worried because I, 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 I try to watch a lot of film as part of like my job here. Like My description just says film, film analysis. I tried to watch. He had a hitch. You could see it in any film from last year. It, when he drops back his top step, he has like a double pump with his fist and his foot and any, any kind of timing route, it would screw it over, be a pick or, or knock down or overthrown or whatever. And you're right. He is a lot better. Than I thought he was going to be too. When they drafted him last year, I was still on the Wentz wagon screaming and yelling, why the hell are they drafting a quarterback when we've got our franchise guy here? And, you know, I, I honestly hurts. I love his leadership. I think that's my biggest thing with him because he honestly could have been like, he- he hung in the pocket. He he delivered a couple of throws. It was right in his face. I was really impressed by it. I think it might have got called back with a penalty, but that one on third down when he went deep to the left side, I was really I, impressed no, by that. I was like, wow. He's, I he, think he's that was tough. the one. That was the one with Quez Watkins. Yeah, he is tough. Uh, Watkins, honestly, that's another one I'm I'm watching. We got him in the sixth round last year, and this kid ended up might uh, end up being our best receiver. He's pretty good too. Yeah, I liked him. It was just so many penalties, and their defense didn't play well. That you know that, that always hurts, but there there were so many plays where it was like, okay, yeah, we got a little momentum holding. It, I just it was it was so ugly last night. I, I ended up going home and I'm sitting there watching the game for like five minutes, and then I just I did, and then by the time like YouTube TV refreshed, the game was over, and I was just like, you know what? I just need to rinse my hands of this week. <laughs> In our pick segment this week, we call it a six pack. I went six for seven on picks and I still just sitting there like doesn't matter when my team loses. I'd rather like, I'd rather take one point and get my Eagles win than uh, watching all my picks go, go south. But uh, you know, it's even crazier. I think we got so spoiled this weekend because of college football was even, even more wild. You know, North, I mean, I'm an ACC guy. I'm a Miami hurricanes fan, but I watched Clemson and North Carolina go down in the same breath. And I thought it was, and also Arkansas beating the A&M. I, yeah. I don't know how much big, big of a college football guy you are, but it was just it was even more wild the NFL this week. This week, I'm I'm a much more mild college football fan than NFL. Like between between making the videos and everything, honestly, sometimes it's just not time. Um, oh, I hear you. Yeah, no, and, and it's funny. Like I, I grew up a really big Pitt basketball fan. I love Pitt basketball. I would go to their camps. Um, it's kind of the only basketball team in Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. Pitt football, I never had the same love for. Pit football is honestly, they are the monkey wrench of any perfect season. I think they're a uh, Clemson's last loss to an unranked team at home 
are on the road or at home, either way, was Pitt. Yeah, when they, I, I think it was that. the first look. I think it was the last of Sean Watson year. I'm not sure. But, it was that field goal. The field goal ended yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Final play of the game. Oh, freaking Narduzzi, man. He is he, – that man gives me headaches because, you know, they knocked my Hurricanes off in 2017 and sent us into a tailspin. But, yeah, no, um, what was what was your biggest – like, what was the thing you like you're most excited about to talk about this week, the NFL this season? I mean, this week. Like, what was the biggest, like, moment this week where you're like, okay, I have to Before talk about Before the games or right now? Uh, right, like, post-games. Like, now that week three is in the books, what favorite story from week three are you, like, losing your mind about? That's definitely the Ben Roethlisberger thing. I wrote a whole script about it after the game. So I'm going to – that that whole segment, that sound bite that we just did, it's going to sound mm-hmm. a lot like that. But, you know, like most of my videos for people listening to this that haven't seen me are storytelling. They're evergreen mm-hmm. content. You know, they're as relevant now as they will be in 10 years. Yeah. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes I will give an opinion. Uh, I'll make sure it's well thought out and it's not just me like rattling off like some of these guys we talked about earlier. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be tough on Tomlin, basically saying like, "Hey, what are we doing here? What's what's going on? Are we really gonna do this? Because it's been like the last eight games the Steelers played. I think we're like one and seven, and Ben's looked terrible in all eight. Like, are we gonna learn, or are we just gonna keep doing this? It's kind of crazy. My follow up to that is then, what do you guys do at quarterback? If Ben's not the solution, do you guys go draft one or trade up? Here's the option. I would <clears> never. <throat> Suggest to play Mason Rudolph. That's too painful for anyone to watch. Also, Miles Garrett might be listening. So, shh. yeah, I I would ne- don't get me wrong. I would never ever suggest doing that. I can't watch number two trot back out there again. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing Josh Dobbs or Dwayne Haskins. At least those guys can move around a little bit. They're mobile. Um, give them a chance. I I think the best option though is trading. You know, like what your Eagles did. You guys got Gardner Minshew. He's just sitting there. Yeah. What, what do you want for Gardner Minshew? <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, how many uh, spare off? We're losing offensive linemen like it's the plague right now. How many spares you got? But uh, I, I think honestly, I think they would accept like a fourth or fifth rounder for him. Oh yeah. I think. Um, what's that? Oh yeah, for Minshew. Oh yeah, the Howie would be like, sure, QB factory out here making picks. Just like that that guy. I swear, just I think he gets it. I guess he gets his jollies from like collecting quarterbacks and flipping them for picks. I think Taylor Heineke would be available. I, you know, um, there's, there's probably a couple other guys. I could make a, a list of five that would, you know, cost a fifth round pick. That'd be so much better, I but mean, really, really you don't even need to do that. Just throw Haskins or Dobbs in there. See, I was the biggest critic of Dwayne Haskins coming out of college. I watched that Purdue game and I just, it, 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 I always tell anybody, if you want to learn something about a quarterback, watch their worst loss in an upset. You will see their worst tendencies. And I watched Haskins stare down a linebacker in the flat and throw it straight at him. And I just, I, I was watching the game live. I was laughing. I'm like, that is the worst throw I've ever seen in my life. He froze and chucked straight at the guy. But I will give him credit going to Pittsburgh in the preseason. The kid's got a bazooka on his shoulder and he makes the good throws. He makes every throw on the field, honestly. With that good of weapons around him and a non-toxic system in Pittsburgh, besides you know Juju's t- Juju's TikToks, but besides that, I mean, honestly, you guys, he, I think Haskins might be the best scenario. I think they're kind of hoping it's a better version of what's happening in New Orleans with Jameson Jameis right now. That was my theory. Look, it can't get much worse. He's a high ceiling guy. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, you you could could also be New England right now and. 
Mac Jones and everything else, and that just looks real good. I I, I don't honestly I don't think any of the rookie quarterbacks really have impressed me at this year. Usually there's like one front runner who's blowing everyone away. Lawrence looks okay, but he looks also making a lot of mistakes because he's used to having the best roster on the field. Then you have Fields, who basically I think was like just thrown in front of a moving train and told him to stop it. I thought that was the best analogy for me for getting nine. What what the Browns rack up nine sacks last yeah, I think last my, game? I think Garrett had like four of them. Yeah, Clowney had a couple. I know whoever their other edge rusher was. And you know, then you keep going down the list. Mac Jones, I think, has one touchdown, three one touchdown, three picks. And Zach Wilson is uh, he's my new favorite to hit the 40 interception club. I need to see this happen. I need because James came has so that happened before. It's never happened. I think the most interceptions, the record for is 28 by Peyton Manning from 99, 99, I think. But um, I don't think anybody's gotten above 35 interceptions. Jameis was on pace, but then he threw like two games in a row where he only had one pick. And so we were cheering because he already had 40 touchdowns. We want a 40-40 guy. But at some point, I just I, – I don't even know. I think all these quarterbacks this year were all put up in the, like, the situations that I'm just like, oh, it's not going to be good for them development-wise. I like Trey Lance. He's he's looked good. I, I I you know what I like about Lance is he doesn't have to play every snap. That's why I think he's going to be yeah. the best off. Well, Lance, yeah, I mean that he he was definitely going into the best situation. Mm-hmm. But I he was my pre-draft guy where I was like, you know, it's funny how we do the draft process where mm-hmm. like Lance like had a bunch of buzz and then you know COVID ruins the season and everything and then everyone started talking about Lawrence. Uh, Fields was talked about as like a potential top five. Yeah. Mac Jones, not really. Um, no one was mentioning Lance. I was like, what is he going to go in like the second round? I was like hyped. I was like, maybe the Steelers can get him. And then he goes third right. overall. It's like, oh, this is terrible. But no, that's my guy, Trey Lance. He's playing well. I, You know, every time I see Lance throw, Lance, Lance has an app. It's just everything physically. He's perfect. He He's like, he runs well, good head on his shoulders. Could accuracy could you know be improved obviously, but on tape he, he hits every check mark. What cracked me up was during the draft the Niners pulled the ultimate smoke screen. They did that three team pick swap with Miami and Philadelphia, got to three, told everyone they were taking Mac Jones, freaked the Patriots out. The Patriots about to trade up, then they take Lance, and I think who was it um, at four? Then the Falcons were all take Pitts. I still think the funniest pick of the entire draft besides the Giants taking Kadarius Tony way too early was the Bengals taking uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, it's working for them now, but I'm just waiting for, for um, Joe Burrow to get clocked. I, I, it, it's gonna, I, they've yeah, been making yeah. a makeshift line so far, and it's working. But All the Bengals fans in my life like were kind of happy. Like It's more fun to get Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I went to school at Miami of Ohio, and there's so many Bengals fans there, so I have a lot of them. But I think they all knew. like They kind of admitted like Sewell is supposed to be the pick. I think I think it was just that whole first twelve picks was just pure drama, and I loved it because then you have uh, Carolina and Denver just ripping off corners, Dallas panicking and trading back with Philly, which I thought like I was we were doing our live tra- uh, draft show here for Belly Up, and I was covering picks eleven through fifteen because that, that was when Philly was supposed to be there, and I'm sitting there in the waiting room. With the draft on my other screen, in shock, they put me on camera. I'm like this, just absolutely frozen. 
because I and and my the co the host Dan, he's one of our he's our fantasy director. Goes, Jared, how are you feeling right now? I'm like, I don't know if I'm in a simulation or not. I don't know if this is real life because the Eagles and Cowboys just picked and we just screw over the Giants. I don't think anything could have been more fun. We only it cost a fourth to move up to get a or fifth to move up to get Smith. And, you know, then the Giants panic and take Tony at 20 when they had Bateman sitting there and Terrence Marshall. So things could have been a lot worse that day. I, I just I, – the, this season for the NFL, just it feels like we're back to 2019 crazy. But every time I try to make an assumption on a team or make an analysis or make a pick, I don't know if you've noticed this yet, then they zig when they're supposed to zag. Like I honestly thought the Jaguars were going to beat the beat the Cardinals on Sunday. The, the Cardinals until the fourth quarter played like garbage. Oh, you mean during the game? Okay. Yeah, yeah. during the game, during the game, and even pre in uh, what was it uh, Sunday morning? I'm trying to make sure I, I'm tr- picking every. Game I was nervous for a second when the kick six happened. Yo, me too. So, um, one of our guys picked as his gimme game. If our our gimme game is like a freebie, most of us pick college games. Like I picked my Hurricanes over Central Connecticut State. Uh, 69 nothing was the final score. I think I think they're okay. Usually I'll pick college games. College games are pretty easy to nail. He picked an NFL game, which are always a coin flip, and it's always minus a point, and basically it screws you for the entire week if you miss on a gimme game. And I just was sitting there watching, texting. I'm like, guys, who picked Arizona? And our buddy, our, our co-host Samir looks up at me and goes, uh, me? I'm like, you better start watching this game. Uh, it's getting real wild right now. He goes, what happened? I'm like, Oh, you know, just you know, the tied for the longest play in NFL history. But I don't know. It was the whole the whole NFL season this year has been just so out of control, crazy, wild. More injuries. It's been a great one so far. I mean, oh, it, I know. Up, up until last night, almost all of the primetime games have been great. I mean, la- last night I think was like the first one that was like kind of a comeback down to earth moment. Glad we could help. <laughs> oh my, that was that was brutal. Um. So Frank, I gotta. So we'll we'll steer away from the NFL a little bit now. I want to go uh, back to content. What, what's what is one thing you've always wanted to do? Now you have this huge TikTok platform, Instagram, everything else. What is one thing you've always wanted to tackle going forward that you haven't really got to yet? I'm gonna do a full length documentary. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but it, it'll happen. It's it, it'll definitely happen. It, I've had this in my plans again for a long time. I love watching documentaries. Uh, basically what I produce are like short versions of yeah. documentaries. They sometimes they'll even have like interview clips placed in. Um, so as soon as I find a story that I really think is, is worth putting the time in and doing it right, I'm going to make a feature length documentary and try to sell it to Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, one of these streaming services. Awesome. Maybe uh, get, have a new rival for 30 for 30. Cause that, I mean, besides the Danbury trashers one, I haven't really put out a good one in a while. <laughs> Have you seen 30, that one yet? 30, did you watch? Did you watch Once Upon a Time in Queens? I thought it was great. That one was great. I loved Once Upon a Time in Queens. I, I, you know what's so funny? Like I grew up around so many Mets fans. They always romanticize '86. So I always kind of like, I was like, whatever. But I like that one. The Mouse of the Palace was like really sad. That one because like I grew up loving that was, that was um. You talking about the Thirty for Thirty or the Untold on Netflix? Oh, the Untold. I'm sorry, I flipped those by mistake. Yeah, no, the Untold, untold on Netflix was terrible i thought that was the worst one of the worst sports documentaries i've ever seen in my life oh which one the 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 pacers one yeah the on yeah. it was not a 30 for 30 it was an untold it was a Netflix okay yeah, i always i kind of lump them together honestly with espn but yeah i i didn't 
I appreciated seeing it again because I was so we were so young when it happened. But at yeah. the same time, yeah. like it was weird seeing these guys who started the brawl act like they did nothing wrong. I'm like, what? What is this report? Like, I I, I do I do see what you're so, saying. It was they were to deflecting the entire time. Meta World Peace, who's a friend of mine, I've hung out with Meta. We've coached a team together in the Venice League. I know Meta. Like his interview was strange. Like I didn't, I didn't understand what they were trying to get out of him. His answers were, I mean, a lot of answers from Meta are weird, but um, I didn't get that part. Steven Jackson is like, like not He's, remorseful whatsoever. Oh yeah. And then the entire time, like they frame it in the beginning, and they're like. Jermaine O'Neal's talking and he's like, you've never seen the unseen footage. Like, you don't know like this side of the story. So you're like, oh, what's this footage they're about to show us? Are we going to see like and it's the same something? Thing it never happens. It, honestly, it, it, and now I'm going back from an outside perspective. Mainly because I grew up loving the Pacers. They're always like my second team. I always kind of had a weird filter on it. But like I grew up loving Jermaine O'Neal and Reggie Miller. And so when that happened, I always was just so terrified of Steven Jackson and then hearing his answers, it's not like he wanted to fight the damn guy in the, in the, when he was asking him questions. That's how the lead-in was when you first saw Jackson talk. I thought he was going to fight the cameraman. Uh, it, just the, his, the tone of his. And, I mean, you, you know, of course, no Metal World Peace, so you know exactly how he is as a person. But for me, he's only known about three professional athletes on a personal level. I It was kind of interesting for me seeing this, but I, I will, to your point, say – it's the only documentary I watched in three parts because I had to shut it off because I was either getting bored, annoyed, or kind of I just getting asleep. I fell asleep the first time I was watching it. I, I had to pick it back up too. No, I, I I will say Meta is the only one in that situation that was like really in the wrong. Like he he and Steven Jackson are pretty much the ones that are like most to blame. And Meta has really changed his life around. He's mm-hmm. a family man now. Like he walks his daughter to school every day. He's become really good friends with the guy that he beat up. Like mm-hmm. he's he's really righted that relationship, like created that relationship, I guess you'd say. So yeah. A lot of credit to Meta. It was just a weird documentary. Uh, it, you know what? Um, honestly, I, I'll agree with the weird. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again, probably just to see what I'm missing there. No, I think I watched do it. yourself a favor and don't do that. Just don't, don't. I, I still want to see the Danbury Trashers one. Only because like I've seen a thousand great things about it. My boss at my current job has done jobs for that family, like you know, done their marble floors and everything. And you know, it being right around the corner from my house makes it even more personal. But my favorite thirty for thirty was the one who got me to college football. That was the U. That one, Billy Corbin. That was a great one. There's so many good thirty for thirties. Like they're they're really inspiring to me. Like I'd like to do something like this. I Mm -hmm. I don't even think mine would. You know, mine. I thought like mine in the future would even have to be about sports. It could be loosely tied to sports. Um, like some oh. of my videos are, but yeah, that's, they're totally an inspiration. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next two, three years, but it'll happen. Oh, I'll be looking for it, man. Um, I, I will say the only documentary you said you fell asleep during the Pacers one. I fell asleep during the Steinbrenner one. That's the only one that put me out. I was in college. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even remember much of that one. It was, it, it was just so, I know I watch documentaries all the time. A bit, I'm a big uh, like one of my favorite ones is uh, Hip Hop Evolution by uh, from Netflix. Goes through the entire yeah, history of hip hop. Oh my god! I know you you love rap music, so hey, listen, man, go through it. Uh, hip hop, it's great. Oh my god, it is it is amazing. 
and I went through the entire series. I've watched World War II in HD. I love the history stuff. That's the only documentary I think ever put me throughout and knocked me out. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I was just like, this is so boring right now. I need, it's like watching World War II one. Oh yeah, World War II in HD. That was, that was the one I loved. There's something weird about that. I totally agree with you. Where it's like, well, people are fighting and a gruesome war is being fought, but there's something about it. Like maybe the way it's narrated, I fall asleep to it all the time. I fell asleep during the Vietnam one more, but there are a couple ones. That was a tough one. That was so slow. It was because you know what the unfortunate thing is. I I love history. I'm a big. That's like like Me besides too. sport, besides sports, my guilty pleasures have always been music, comic book stuff like sci-fi, and then history, and sneakers, obviously. But for me, like World War II and Vietnam, always were in the Revolutionary War. Always the three ones that got me going. But for me, watching the Vietnam one, I was just watching in that whole war. It was like this, like eight year. It was like this twenty year lead up to about six years of just inc- intense fighting, and then a really steep drop off. And we, it was in the whole way the documentary is filmed. It's filmed like that, so it doesn't get intense until I don't know, maybe the hour mark. It's like the the PBS one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so it's way it's way too many parts. There's like okay. there's like ten parts I want to say. Mm-hmm. It should have been I, like four. You know what the problem is? I think this is the issue like where a lot of these these documentaries they go so into detail. Where one of my yeah, favorite that, that's my specialty is cutting out all the fat. <laughs> see, I I can ramble as you can tell clearly tell. You know my that's why I think hosting a show is a lot easier for me than like you know being featured on one is because if I start going on a rant, I just hear from like the answer. Hey Jerry, you gotta stop talking. Or I'll get a text from the guest, like, dude, shut up. We got, I got to roll. But um, basically, other than that, like, while I'm watching a documentary, there has to be, it has to keep me intrigued. It's the same reason why I'm working with podcasts. I tell them, like, guys, I, I am a poster child for learning disabilities, man. I have ADHD out the wazoo. My attention span is about 30 seconds. Can you keep me involved for 20, 30 minutes? And the problem with that PBS documentary, I'd make it about 10, 15 minutes into each episode and then just teeter off. I would start like, you know, check my phone. I start doing this, do that, start cooking dinner, whatever I was doing. And I think that's the biggest thing with documentaries is they got to be able to keep a good spin on something that's actually factual. They can't like tell, it's not like a movie where you can, you know, make sure you keep the narrative, the story, keep everyone intrigued. They got to be able to make history interesting. And that's why I like World War II, World War II and HD was definitely my favorite because that one definitely kept me like, Going it's the cool. entire time. It is cool. Like they, they have the cool animations in there. I like that mm-hmm. one. That one also got me really upset because I I'm a I'm a I'm half Polish and I got to see basically how the Russians, you know, kind of just starve the Polish out until there was nobody left that wasn't communist in the city, and then they storm right in and wipe the Nazis out. And I was I never knew that side of the story, and I was like, ah, okay, that's not great. I you know, I, you know, I studied World War II for maybe 30 years. Well, not 30 years, 30 three or four years of high school, college, everything else. And I never heard that story, that entire part of that whole uh, narrative from that part of the war. Cause you know, we're, the American side, we hear more about D-Day, Battle of the Bulge, Island yeah. Hopping, all that other stuff. We don't really hear from the Russian theater as much. So it was definitely interesting to see from another perspective from like Polish resistance fighters and everything else. But um, Frank, anything else? Before, uh, uh, the guys unfortunately cannot make it today and it sucks for JD and Samir. They uh, both really want to talk to you, but I will say this, man. It was great having you on today. Great talking documentaries. I can't wait to see yours uh, when it comes out. Check out his channel right now. Uh, Frank Michael Smith. 
on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, YouTube, correct? The same yeah, Instagram, thing. Instagram, throw an underscore on the end of it. That's all. Throw an yeah. underscore on the end of it. Yep. But man, listen, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Folks, of course, this interview is brought to you by our friends at eatsofficial.com. You want the best sunglasses, polarized, $40 flat, always stylish. I literally am putting on a pair right now in studio because I love oh, these guys. Nice. It's official, right? Uh, you want to be looking like uh, Raiders running back Peyton Barber or Eli Manning or the guy uh, Stale Cracker? Well, uh, Corner Booth for 10% off right now will get you a pair for uh, – your uh, weekend at getaway. These guys always, they ship it quick. Everything's is all polarized. I wore these to the beach on vacation and they got trashed and they are still fully intact. So eatsofficial.com uh, promo code corner roof, 10% off Frank. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate you stopping by. We're happy. you actually got you in studio to talk for about 45 minutes. Talk some sports documentary. I know it wasn't the most uh, traditional interview, but I kind of like seeing like people. No, I like talk it. About their interests. So we really appreciate having on, man. Thank you so much. Jared, uh, it's an honor, man. Thanks. We'll do it again sometime. I'll meet your co-hosts. Oh, definitely. Before you do last call, can I say something? Yes. Just real quick, real quick, because we didn't say it at the beginning. We did a lot of football talk. I want to do a little football talk. Uh, yeah. PSG shout out, beating Man City today. Mm-hmm. And Messi is home. I'm a big PSG fan, full disclosure. Uh, Messi is home getting his first goal. Big news in the sports world, you know, maybe not for everyone listening, but Messi with his first goal. Look great. There you go. go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while since I did this. Let's get a smooth jazz. All right. Mm. I have, I only did one sentence for the Eagles because all I'm going to say is this. Unlike JD, I don't think the Eagles are a bad team. I think they're a completely undisciplined team. I think they're, they have no identity yet. I think they are a team who has a lot of talent and has a lot of promise, but they haven't found their way. Dallas has an identity, and they beat the snot out of them because Philly was trying to figure out the hell they were going to do. What is encouraging to me is, one, what's the first thing that happens? Jalen Hurts, our captain, our quarterback, steps up to the mic and goes, yeah, when you drop a deuce like this, you got to move on. First of all, love the analogy. Second of all, um, uh, you know, I can't hate the kid for guys saying, guys, we got to move on. Like, we can't dwell on this. Like, Secondly, you have a top 10 running back in Miles Sanders. For the love of God, give him the ball. <coughs> I'm a big Kenneth Gainwell guy. He can't hold the candle to Sanders. Sanders is much, he may not be as fast as Gainwell. He's quicker, gets downhill quicker, more efficient when he runs the ball. Also, Quest Watkins might be like a pro ball receiver at the end of the year. The kid just comes out and makes a play every time. Every game I've watched this year, Kid makes a stupid play, like either burns a guy for ninety-one yards, makes a jump ball, cuts across the middle, makes three guys miss. It, it's he—he's a weapon, and I'm—I'm I'm excited for him too. My biggest thing right now for this is the Eagles. I'm not—they may—they're not winning division. If they do, it's going to be oh, what hell of a ride. They have a shot at a wild card because the rest of the NFC looks like a clusterfuck too. But. My biggest thing is with the Eagles, if they're going to start winning games, Sirianni and Gannon have to get on the same page and be like, listen, we want to say we have a dog mentality, then get like dogs, don't roll over, start, listen, I am all for playing to the whistle, but the like leading the league in penalties is ridiculous. We haven't done that since the, since the Chip Kelly years. Come on, guys. Um, I honestly, 
every year the Eagles have have a loss like this, except the only year they never had a loss like this, really. I don't know. They did, actually. They've had a loss like this every year, including their Super Bowl year. Was that, like, that lump to swallow loss? This was, It was Seattle in 2017. It was Dallas, ironically, in 2018. 19, it was, I think, Dallas again. And 2020, 2021 is Dallas again. Um, you know, we needed a uh, gut check because we got a little, like, we lost by a touchdown against San Fran, and we beat the five Atlanta. We got pumped. We got kicked, our ass kicked. It's good. I'm, I'd rather this happen now than happen in week 14. So, also, it was Dak's return to Dallas. Anybody thinking that Dak was going to come out playing like a dog was losing their shit. But, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for Corner Booth Podcast. Big shout out to Frank Michael Smith for coming on. Oh, yeah. Chat with me for a little bit. Oh, Frank. Um, if you haven't checked him out on TikTok yet, his shit is awesome. I'll Instagram as well at Frank Michael Smith underscore on TikTok. Um, also, shout out and a little uh, nod to our newest intern. He'll be joining us occasionally during the year. Intern Jake coming in, joining us. So uh, he'll keep it out for him as well. Uh, Treat him nicely. Treat him nicely. Yeah, yeah sure. Treat him better than Samir. So the bar's not high. <laughs> Well, I mean, everyone, Samir was like a fan favorite. That's true. Actually, the fans treat Samir way better than we do. Yeah, so they treat us. They treat Samir the best out of all of us. Um, <laughs> all right, treat him Samir level. Yeah, all right. That about wraps up today, folks. Not a little uh, lower than me. Oh, shut up, Samir. Just I'm gonna... All right, somewhere between me and Samir. Treat yeah. him there. All right, that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jared. That's Samir. That's JD. Um, we will catch you guys on Thursday live stream with uh, Kev and Patrick as well. And uh, that's it. That's all, folks. Hey, guys. Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.